local across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, three investigations at Bedford Immigration Centre, Miliband rules out deal with SNP and Luton boxing champion jailed for role in drugs gang. BBC Three Counties Radio. Prison inspectors are carrying out three separate investigations at Yarlswood Detention Centre near Bedford, all launched in the space of just over a month. The most recent inquiry involves the suspension of a custody officer for allegedly using excessive force to disperse a protest. More from Tony Fisher. Detainees claim the guard used the edge of his riot shield to hit them on their legs and feet. CCTV footage of the incident has caused prison inspectors considerable concern. A detainee who collapsed and died at the centre's family unit is the subject of another inquiry and two staff members are being investigated following allegations of abuse. The leaders of the three main Westminster parties have appeared in the last TV event before the election. David Cameron refused to spell out whether or not he planned to cut child benefit. Nick Clegg defended going into coalition with the Conservatives and Ed Miliband gave his most emphatic rejection yet of any agreement with the SNP. If it meant, if it meant we weren't going to be in government, not doing a coalition, not having a deal, then so be it. I'm not going to sacrifice the future of our country, the unity of our country. I'm not going to give in to SNP demands around Trident, around the deficit or anything like that. A Milton Keynes head teacher says schools are having to feed, wash and clothe children from poor families. Tony Draper from Waterhall Primary School, who's also head of the National Association of Head Teachers, says schools are having to find more than £43 million every year to pay for this. Russell Hobby is the union's general secretary. 70% of the schools said they were now providing mental health care services that were once provided by the local authority. You know, We should be really glad that they're doing that and we should have admiration for teachers who are willing to step in. You also have to say there are services and there are professionals who are trained to do this. We must fund them properly. The Red Cross says towns near the epicentre of Saturday's earthquake in Nepal have suffered almost total devastation. More than 6,000 people are known to have died. A former world boxing champion from Luton is beginning seven years in prison for supplying drugs. Graham Earl was part of a gang of dealers operating in Hitchin and Letchworth. More from Barry Caffrey. Earl, who once held the WBU lightweight title and fought a mere Khan had his last fight in 2014 when he came out of retirement. But the 36-year-old from Talbot Way in Luton was part of a six-strong gang which supplied cocaine and cannabis and sold it on the streets. The leader of the gang, Christopher Collins, from Paynes Park in Hitchin, was jailed for 12 years, while another boxer, 26-year-old Amador Rahman, from Jessup Road in Stevenage, was jailed for four years. In sport, England have an injury doubt over all-rounder Ben Stokes ahead of the third cricket test against the West Indies, which starts in Barbados this afternoon. The weather, a chilly start, then a dry, fine day with plenty of sunshine, a maximum temperature 12 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Distinct, uh, distinctly 80s vibe to the music today because me and Kath went downstairs and nicked a load of records and they're all from the 80s. So, um, um, um. The big question this morning 08459 455 555 pencils or sharpeners? Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. And that question's from the 80s as well, so I mean, we're keeping it thematic. There's, I mean, I mean, I, I just, let me, I, I've not even seen what you've chosen. These are the ones I've chosen, Catherine Belinda Carlisle, The Communards, Tears for Fears, Tiffany, Jane Weedlin, Martika. I see your Martika and I raise you a Morrissey, mm. Kim Wilde, Travelling Wilburys, Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians. I've got a bit of a squeeze. I've got Billy Joel. Yeah. I mean, I am 80s up I to the max. I say 80s. We're going to go 1979. Let's let's have a little bit of uh, let's have a little bit of this, shall we? Then we'll start the show proper. Talk about, talk about. 
Sharpeners 08459 You can text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Daly's taking it to the streets. He's also going to be hanging out, I believe, with um, what do they call those um, um, the people who are very light on their feet? With the hankies flapping around in the air. The, 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 um, the uh, Morris dancers. Morris men. Sorry? Morris men. What about the Morris women? Well, I think they're in a different troupe. I think Morris. I like a bit of Morris dancing. It's silly, but I'd, I'd like it. Yeah. Because it's like, it's all those people, for me, you know these people say, well, I'm proud to be English. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be English? The only thing I can think of it means to be English is Morris dancers. And it's so fey and light and limp. And we're supposed to be proud of that. And I genuinely think it's brilliant. If I see Morris, if I see Morris dancers anyway, I will always stop and have a look. I think that that should be the answer to people who say, oh, I'm proud to be English. Are you a Morris man? No, yep. you're not proud to be English. Yeah, yeah. Only, only, um, the only true Englishman is a Morris dancer. That's the only true one. Everyone else, come on, out. Although Back home. In the world of dance, I mean, we could do better, couldn't we? You did, did they get any Morris men on um, Sky's One So You Think You Can Dance? Hosted by Davina McCall and the fella from Diversity. It's a matter of time. Prison watchdogs are back at Yarlswood this morning as the detention centre the focus of another round of damaging allegations. It seems to pop up every few weeks. In fact, it's the third inspection by Her Majesty's Inspectorate of Prisons in the space of a month. A custody officer has been uh, suspended as part of the latest inquiry amid claims that he used excessive force to break up a protest. Catherine... Back in the the uh, news again, what do we know about this incident? Well, this is, uh, centres around uh, an incident in which detainees were staging a protest outside the bedroom of a Kenyan asylum seeker who was about to be deported. Now, they claim that dozens of staff in riot gear dragged them out and that one guard in particular used the edge of his riot shield to hit them on their legs and feet. Now, Serco said that staff had believed the women were armed with cutlery, so the guards had gone in wearing protective clothing. The lawyer representing four of the detainees is Usman he says the force used was excessive. It was absolutely a peaceful protest. Um, there was no weapons used. Um, they were all sitting on the floor. Um, eight uh, vulnerable women uh, matched against 40 officers with uh, riot shields, with helmets. There's no contest, really, in terms of the use of force in that situation. Uh, what else does Circo have to say about this? Well, Circo said the officers intervened when eight residents tried to stop staff from having access to one of the rooms in a bid to prevent a detainee from being deported. Now, there were suggestions that they may have been armed with cutlery. Nine staff armed with shields were called in to deal with the disturbance, according to Serco. One woman complained of injury and was taken to hospital the following morning as a precautionary measure where it was found that she had bruising to her ankle. Serco's contract director at Yarlswood, Norman Abbasin, has been talking to our reporters and told them it's an unfortunate fact that very occasionally at Yarlswood some residents take it upon themselves to be disruptive and try to block <laughs> the deportation of residents at the end of their appeals process. Yeah, and it, it, well, it could be argued that some guards take it upon themselves to, uh, you know, do um, all kinds of stuff, well, according yeah. to the allegations and that have been made and recently. And the inspectors will have a look into that. Yeah. Um, but uh, Norman Abbasin continues, after several hours trying to persuade the several 
hours of trying to persuade the residents to disperse voluntarily. The decision was taken to forcibly remove them. A number of staff had to be involved in that intervention and it's a tribute to the staff at Yarlswood that when they did intervene, the incident was rapidly resolved. The only injury was a mild bruise to a resident's ankle. A custody officer, though, has since been suspended over concerns that he'd used his shield in an inappropriate way. Uh, and considerable concern has been caused for prison inspectors. That's what they're saying, Yeah, officials from the Independent Her Majesty's Inspector of Prisons, which is currently carrying out that inspection of Yarlswood, or that latest inspection of Yarlswood, said their concerns arose from CCTV footage of the incident. Serco also videoed the incident on a handheld camera as is standard procedure. Inspectors watched the footage, which they say gave rise to considerable concern. They're due to finish their inspection today and their report won't be published for several weeks. And uh, th there are two other investigations ongoing. Yeah. What's happening there? Well, one of them th uh, involves 33-year-old Pinnikin Patel. She collapsed and died at the centre's family unit on Monday, April the 12th. That death is being investigated by the prisons and probation ombudsman, but a spokesman for Bedfordshire Police said the death was not being treated treated as suspicious and had been passed to the county's coroner. Two Serco officers have been suspended as well after an undercover Channel 4 documentary, you'll remember this one, Ian, Oh, yes, yes, yes. Exposed racist, sexist and generally abusive and degrading language towards detainees. The investigation into that is still ongoing and a spokesman for Serco said there's currently nothing to report. Do you remember when we, um, uh, ages ago, we spoke to the then boss of Serco... And he went, yeah, no, everything is all right. I will come on any time you want. I'm proud. We've got a few problems, but we can sort them out. Um, and then he kind of left his job about three weeks later, didn't he? Yeah, after saying that he would come on whenever we wanted him to. <laughs> we, we can never get him to... I'm assuming that, that Yarnswood are not coming on today. Uh, no, they're not. They're not coming on today, guys. They're too busy polishing their shields. That's what they're up to, for goodness sakes. 08459 455555. So, uh, uh, why? I, I just accepted blindly yesterday when Justin said he was going to go to Amp Hill to talk to loads of Morris dancers. It didn't occur to me to question him why. Mayday. Well, that's, that's Monday, isn't it? It's May Day today. It's the 1st of May. Is it May Day? But, oh. So what's... I know Monday's the bank holiday, and by the way, guys, uh, Catherine and I are, are in. Yeah. Mm. We'll be rabbit-holing. We'll be rabbit-holing for the whole three hours. Uh, but, but, so... Uh... So they go up and say hello to the sun. They go up to uh, Catherine's Cross at Amptill. You know... Uh, is she? Well, she was, actually. You she know, normally Catherine... isn't, she, Kells? Yeah. You know which Catherine I'm referring to, not this one. Yeah, of course I do, of course I do. Well, I know Catherine she's referring to. Which Catherine? You know, don't you, Kells? The cross one. Yeah, yeah. Ca the Which Catherine? Of Aragon. Yeah! Yeah! History lives in me. We are stardust. When, uh, I'm a billion years old. When Henry VIII decided that he wanted to marry someone else, he put her out to a pasture, didn't he? It's got he? a bit boring now, mate. Anyway, she was in Amptor for a while. Yeah, the facts... The There's facts, a memorial there. Yeah. And that's what, where they'll be doing the dancing. What you've done is you've just taken that um, bit too far. Oh, History's boring, mate. It happened. Wow. Get, get over it, all right? Gosh. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40, there's been an accident at Junction 1A for the M25. It's a serious accident, so two lanes have been closed, which is likely to cause some delays as it starts to get busier. In Chalfont St Giles, Bowstridge Lane is still closed in both directions between the High Street and Chalfont St Giles and Narcot Lane after a building fire. And in Milton Keynes on the A421 Standing Way, there's roadworks at the Kingston Roundabout, so expect delays there later on this morning. On the trains, Southern have delays between Watford Junction and Balham. It's because of a problem with some of the trains yesterday, which were damaged by a problem with the tracks that's causing half-hour delays and the 622 service from Bedford to Sutton is cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 
6.16, it's uh, Friday, the 1st of May. Happy 1st of May, guys. Let's go and salute the sun. Uh, uh, News headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. uh, Prison inspectors are carrying out three separate investigations at Yarlswood Detention Centre near Bedford, all launched in the space of just over a month. Milton Keynes head teacher says schools are having to feed, wash and clothe children from poor families. And former world boxing champion from Luton, Graham Earl, has been jailed for seven years for his role in a drugs gang. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every year, BBC Music supports thousands of new musicians. BBC's like the station, and that's why you kind of need to get your music on. From the Young Brass Award to BBC Introducing. It was an opportunity to get my songs on the radio. It is, Mr Jake Bond! They gave me that opportunity, and without that, you know, there wouldn't be much. And from BBC Sound Of to the Young Musician of the Year. Nicola Benedetti. There's no question about the help that BBC Young Musician of the Year gave me. I'm grateful for it every day. BBC Music gives new musical talent the platform they deserve. It's an amazing feeling to be to be recognised, you know. Find out more about all of our schemes at bbc.co.uk slash music. Morning, Geezer. Morning, boss. How are you doing, Phil? Very, very excited because today's perspective on the streets yes. is a very unique one. Go on. Recently, we've had the uh, the German perspective, yeah. the Swedish perspective. I think we had the Latvian perspective yeah. recently. The Ivory Coast I, perspective. I didn't enjoy... I think it was an Albanian perspective because mm. that guy, I don't remember what he said, but he was speaking rubbish. He My was. favourite, of course, has been the uh, Sadiq perspective. Yes. Norwell. Yes. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I've, I've, I've something I meant to say to you, Justin. Mm. Good morning, sir. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you. You're very Starts welcome. my day perfect. So whose perspective have we got today? Well, today it's uh, the perspective which I think has been overlooked in recent years. It's the (laughs) Morris dancers. They've looked in the last three hundred (laughs) years. So uh, Morris dancers. Yes, I mean whatever the talking point of the day is, I'll be going to Amptill, and we will be getting their perspective on the day's big story. Well, Catherine, tell him what the first question is of the day. Pencils or sharpness? I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah. What do you like best? Uh, for me, um, always been a pencil man. <coughs> I do enjoy a nice sharp pencil. You can't have one without the other, though. Can I prefer you? a sharpener. Do Obvious. you? Obvious. Yeah, of course. Of course, I love a sharpener. The worst thing about pencils, right? Yeah. Is when the lead is broken inside the pencil. Yeah. You sharpen it. You go to write, it pops out. So you sharpen it again. You go to write, it pops out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you get oh, okay, guys. All right. This is, but this is what we'll do. For the, the pencils or sharpness. Yes. Call us in now. Also, also your stories about pencils and indeed your stories about sharpness. Maybe you've got a fancy electric one. Bzzz, a lot of fun. Ooh. Maybe you've got a propelling pencil. And boy, oh boy, was I disappointed to find out a self-propelling pencil is one of those ones. Where you push a button. Yeah. As a kid, I thought they flew. I genuinely thought they <laughs> like flew. Jet propelled. Yeah, I thought they. I thought they had like a, like helicopters. Do you remember if you got given the job of sharpening the pencils at school and you went and used that one that was like vice clamped to oh, the desk yeah. with a turn? <laughs> of course, Justin, you know this story, Catherine. Go. Uh, you know um, that you know the space race between the Russians and the Americans. Uh, I think so. Yeah. You remember it? They was a race to get into space. And they, you know this story. This is a famous story. And, and the, the Americans were desperately trying to beat the Russians on, on technology and all of that kind of stuff. And the, the Americans spent about 10 years and something like a billion dollars 
trying to come up with a pen that would write in space. Because obviously there's no gravity, so the ink... Won't flow. It won't flow, will yeah, it? Yeah. So finally, after ten years and a billion dollars, NASA had invented a pen <laughs> that could write upside down, could write any which way but loose, OK? And they invited the Russians to NASA, and the highlight of the tour was, they said, and finally... The final thing we want to show you, this is 10 years in the making, this proves American superiority in space. We've got a pen <laughs> that writes in space. And do you know what the Russian fella said? Go on. We use pencils. <laughs> <laughs> and he pwned them. He totally was true. It's, it's a true there. story. Brilliant. We use pencils. So your pencils and your sharpeners, uh, um, oh, what the hell, it's Friday. And your story's about pens. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Be with you after a bit of Morrissey, just. Yeah, thank you. Ta-ta.
And your three-year-old was singing this last night. <laughs> yeah, she's very sick. What are we doing to our children? Educating that kid. Yesterday, my uh, my three-year-old was bouncing around to uh, the best of Alan Price. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kept stopping it to go, just need to clean the record again, Daddy. Well, I mean... I told you about my youngest coming back from preschool saying, uh, my friend Rosa likes um, my friend Rosa likes One Direction. I told her I like the small faces. Yeah, we go, boys <laughs> and girls. Win. There we go. Hey, we got our first call about pencils. Good morning, April. Good morning. What have you got for us this morning, please? Sharpeners. Yay! <laughs> I have to ask the question, I'm afraid. Pencils or sharpeners? It's definitely sharpeners. Pour, in fact, pour I quoi? Well, I actually keep a sharpener in my handbag because you know when you go to those public houses and they get the, the kids drawing mm. and then they give you a, a glass full of pencils, but they're always oh, blunt, blunt or I don't. Well, I don't take my children to pubs. I take them to uh, Pizza Express oh, where you no. get crayons. So you take yours to sharpen colouring in pencils for the children. You yes. carry it around. I bet you're not allowed to take a sharpener on an aeroplane. Thanks a lot, Al-Qaeda. Actually, it's in my handbag, and I didn't take it out when I went to Lanzarote. Because you could unscrew that. I don't want to give IS any oh, uh, right. ideas. I thought you were suggesting putting people's little fingers in and turning well, them Well, that's one way of doing it. <laughs> did you ever do that? Did you ever try and sharpen yeah, your of finger? Yeah, I did. Of course. April, thank you for that. Do you want to say hello to Let's... Justin? Um... Yeah, okay. Hello, Justin. Oh, oh wow. Hey. Oh, what's, what, what's the beat? Like? <laughs> what's going on? I'll tell you what, right? Here's Justin's challenge not just to speak to the Morris men, but to put on the bells and dance with the hanky. <laughs> That's a great original challenge, April. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Hey, listen. What, what is going on between you two? Why the beef? I don't get it. April, what's going on? He's too tall. Thank oh, you very much indeed, yeah. April. He, he is, is too tall. Boss. Yes, Boss. Justin. The streets this morning are very firm. Very, very firm with Blimey. their answers. Listen to this. Pencils or sharpeners? Sharpeners. Huh? Sharpeners. Very, very firm with their answers. Wowzers. We'll get that in a second. We should do this story, really, I suppose. Mm. Uh, this is an incredible story. Schools are increasingly being called upon to feed, wash and clothe pupils. The feeding I'd heard before, you know, they have breakfast clubs and things like that, but f- washing and clothing them? That's according to research from the National Association of Head Teachers, who say the current economic climate has forced them to extend their duties well beyond reading, writing and arithmetic. Uh, Justin, this mm. is incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, more, more than 2,000 heads took part in this survey. 84% of them said that they're providing more support than they did five years ago. So the type of things that, that schools are having to do were things like providing items of school uniform, providing food, and that's other than free school meals like breakfast clubs, oh, treating pupils for head lice, uh, giving outings for children who have diminished exposure to community events. And here they've got these last two are the ones that I really um, knock me for six. Providing washing facilities of clothes and also providing showering facilities for children. Uh, and all this, of course, it amounts to schools having to, to find more than £43 million every year to pay for the work they do. Uh, one of the schools is, is local, isn't it? There were several schools local, but one of them is uh, Water Primary in Milton Keynes. Yeah, I mean, Lacey, you're going to be talking to the head teacher there, Tony Draper, who happens to be the head of the National Association of Head Teachers. Now, he's warned schools, um, and this is quite some quote, he's warning they are becoming like an A&E department of communities, uh, often being the first and 
and last point of contact for, for many families. So the school is increasingly helping parents who are struggling with financial or housing issues and some who cannot provide enough for, for their families. So again, he'll be on the programme later to explain a bit more to you. Uh, and what's being blamed for the situation? Well, again, this survey, more than uh, four and five heads believe that uh, a change in the financial circumstances of families, that is to blame. Okay, so it all comes down to money. Uh, we'll, we'll speak to you in a bit. I, I do, I'm pencils and sharpness, by the way, 08459 555 As you know, we uh, raided, Catherine and I, the rat-infested Mark <laughs> travis fueled uh, basement last night and uh, yesterday, and we stole some more records. We yeah. liberated some records that will only be destroyed. Mm, it's true. It's like puppies that can be put down. We rescued them. Yeah. Um, and it's quite 80s. I have got, <clears throat> got seven in front of me, Justin, and I'm mm -hmm. going to let you pick, right? Okay. Belinda Carlisle, leave a light on for me. Oh. Uh, these are all classics. Yes. The communards don't leave me this way. Now move on. Rubbish cover. Mm. Mm. Tears for fears, sowing the seeds of love. Too long. He's right, it's 5.36. Long. Tiffany, I think we're alone now. Mm, not a poor cover. Jane Weedlin, Rush Hour. It's a belter. Mm, yeah, that's quite good, yep, yep. Martika, Toy Soldiers. Oh, Martika, slow. baby, yeah, yeah. It's slow, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac, Seven Wonders. Uh. Um, I am going to go for option number one, Belinda Carlisle, because Justin. when I was younger, I used to fancy her. Oh, and when I, now I'm older, I still fancy <laughs> her, and there's more of a chance. Thank you, Just. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been an accident on the M40 northbound at Junction 1A for the M25, but it's a serious accident between a lorry and a car, so the uh, two lanes are closed there, which could cause some delays starting to queue. In Chalfont St Giles on Bowstridge Lane, that's closed in both directions between the High Street and Narcot Lane still. And looking at speed sensors in High Wycombe, it's still looking quiet. There are roadworks going on, though, on Marlow Hill near the Leisure Centre, just before Marlow Road, which could cause some delays later on this morning. On Southern Trains, there are delays between Watford Junction and Ballard of around half an hour because of some problems with the trains and the rails. And on the 6.22 train from Bedford to Sutton, that's been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Doorbell... Oh, no, 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 doorbells are not. Pencils or sharpeners? And your stories about pens, pencils and sharpeners? 08459 4555. You've only got 30 minutes to get answer those questions, please. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Prison inspectors are carrying out three separate investigations at Yarlswood Detention Centre near Bedford, all launched in the space of just over a month. The leaders of the three main Westminster parties have appeared in the last TV event before the election. A Milton Keynes head teacher says schools are having to feed, wash and clothe children from poor families. And former world boxing champion from Luton, Graham Earl, has been jailed for seven years for his role in a drugs gang. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford boss Slavisa Okanovic has been named the Championship Manager of the Month for April following the Hornets' promotion to the Premier League. Milton Keynes Don's boss Carl Robinson is the League One Manager of the Month. Watford will clinch the Championship title if they beat Sheffield Wednesday at Vicarage Road tomorrow lunchtime. Captain Troy Deeney says promotion is his way of thanking the club who stood by him when he was jailed. When I was... Uh... Obviously away for a little while. They didn't have to keep me, but they, they chose to. I had the chance to leave on numerous occasions, so I thought 
reciprocate really they looked after me and I can kind of look after them in, in the sense that I don't have to force a move for less money than they wanted so unless someone come up with a figure that they wanted uh, I was going nowhere In League 2 Gareth Ainsworth's Wickham must win at Northampton to have any chance of securing automatic promotion There is a fairy tale still that could be written you know I'm, I'm being a bit greedy asking for two in two years but um, you know if we do our part at Northampton you never know what's going to happen uh, elsewhere so you know it's something that I still do believe. Luton hosts Stevenage with Stevenage already in the playoffs and John Stills Luton needing a mathematical miracle to overtake Plymouth. I want to try and be entertaining and attacking and, you know, come off winning or losing where everyone looks at it and go, you know what, we had to get that amount of goals. We tried, we've had an attack, we've got at it, we've done this. It hasn't quite worked. Or, and it's fantastic, it has worked. That's because we had a goal. And Milton Keynes-Dons host Yeovil on Sunday as they look to overtake Preston for automatic promotion from League One. In cricket, England have an injury doubt over all-rounder Ben Stokes ahead of the third test against the West Indies, which starts in Barbados this afternoon. And in Speedway's Premier League last night, Rye House lost 47-43 at Redcar. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. <laughs>
Doodles. Don't talk to me about monkeys. I think it's just gone politically correct. to this hour, the listeners who come with us down the rabbit hole are so good. Matthew on Twitter. We've got 23 minutes and... You missed the phone in there. Who did you leave a light on for? Oh, boom! Come on! Do you mean metaphorically? Or? It don't matter. It don't matter. That's a good one, isn't it, Kells? That is a great That one. is brilliant! Let's see, is, is big as his contribution going to be as good as that? Nope. <laughs> Harsh, but probably fair, Biggers. Hello, mate. How you doing? I'm all right, thank you. I'm feeling the vibe is strong with this one, man. It's a strong I'm vibe. your show this morning. Yeah, well, the, do, you, do you know what the... I'm tempted to uh, declare the first hour an independent state. Yes. Just completely independent from uh, the BBC, from Three Counties Radio, even from us. Uh, and we, uh, we, uh, we... Hang on a second. We put a sail on it and we sail it around the world. That's the plan. That's the plan. I don't quite know how we're going to do that, as it's actually a concept as opposed to a boat. But never mind. Biggers, what have you got for us? What about theme tune Fridays, mate? Every Friday, um, you play a theme tune from um, a TV show or a film? Um, uh, um, um, what's the polite way of, uh, of uh, ending just this? Just cut call? him off. OK, fine, yeah, lovely. Let's Thank pretend you, Chris. you didn't say it. Uh, by the way, here's uh, uh, Carol has uh, tweeted us, and, and this is another, another phone-in. I met Paul Scoynes in person at the mayoral debate last night. When have you ever met Paul Scoynes? I wait four, five, in nine, person. four, double, five, 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 in person. Yep. I have never met Paul Scoynes in person, <laughs> and I'm, I'm hoping that day uh, that day will come one day. Molly, Molly, you're right. Good, I'm good. How, now, Mo- Molly's uh, helping us out today. <laughs> I put that in inverted commas because you know, I'll be honest, I'm not seeing much help. <laughs> Um, you've, what other shows have you worked on at BBC Three Counties Radio? So I've worked on JBS. I've worked on Kitchen, which was great. We've had loads of Kitchen? food all day. Oh, yeah. Nick Coffer's show. Nick Coffer's show. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was yeah. fun. Um, JBS, Nick's, Nick's afternoon show, and all right. today. All right, you love Nick. All right, we get the idea. Right. <laughs> if you love him so much, why don't you consider, you know, courting him and persuading him to, uh, you know, marry? Which has <laughs> maybe been. Maybe I will. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> there may be. Fine. Who's been um, the biggest idiot to work with? You've asked me that already this morning. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you. Okay. I'm not giving it. I'm gonna look. Is it JVS? <laughs> no. Is it oh. Nick Coffer? No. She looked away on both. She's yeah. saying they're both idiots. <laughs> no, I'm not. Molly, well, not listen. Um, uh, I'm not uh, giving uh, in. Excellent stuff. Well, I'm. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, you. This show doesn't put you off wanting to work in radio. She's sitting in my chair already. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, me out. Oh, I tell you what I've got. We'll do a story in a second. I tell you what I've actually um, uh, uh, got today. Got one of them. Got one of them. Go on. You can play this, Molly. We give out the headline, uh, and you have to tell us what the story is. Okay. We'll let the others go first, so you get the idea. You may have seen this, Catherine, Mm -hmm. because you looked at the sun today, which is naughty. Kelly, we're going to start with you. Okay. Half cocked. (laughs) Oh no, I don't know this. Half cocked. What's the story, Kelly? Half-cocked. Carefully now. Bear in mind the number of complaints we had uh, oh. for the show earlier in the week with Everjoy. <coughs> <laughs> Half-cocked. OK. 
It's about a chicken. Okay. And um, it was Siamese, Siamese chicken. Mm. Uh, they, they had to. Siamese chicken? Yes, they had oh, okay. to. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> a conjoined it's chicken. It's the safest thing that I can think of. We're going to move on. Uh, Molly, uh, half-cocked. I don't think I can add much to that. Okay. I have absolutely no idea. Absolutely no idea. Catherine? Um, half-cocked. Right. Half-cocked. You know, sometimes you can't manage a full pint. Yeah, yeah, oh, yes. You might go for a half-pint, yep. right? Yep. And, uh, gosh, how am I going to... Retrieve this, um, and um, I could have gone for the one above. Erection is illegal, but I've decided to go for half cocked. Uh, <laughs> so it's about half a pint that was um, ruined by putting too much uh, foamy head on the top. No, cocked often refers to guns, doesn't it? Yeah. And cock often refers to anyway. A bandit shot himself in the testicles fleeing a robbery in Oregon, US. Wow. He there was literally, are. literally <laughs> half cocked. Wow. That's got, a, that's got a smart, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, that's going to stick. Guys, um, people... <laughs> Joe says, I once saw Paul Daniels in a toy shop with his mum. Which celebs have you seen out with their mum? I would say, which celebs have you seen in toy shops? 08459 None. You've never seen a celebrity in a toy shop? No, I don't. Uh, you've been in a toy shop with me? This guy. Yeah, so none. Yeah, OK, Kels. Kels, I was going to steal that, uh, as I normally do with your ideas. I thought, do you know what? I'm going to um, I'm going to I'm going to let her have the credit for this. What you what did you just type on my my screen? In? What what polls have you seen? What polls have you seen? I've seen okay. Let's go through it. I've seen Weller. Oh yeah, I got in his way once. Yeah yeah yeah. Mm. I walked past him on a barge. What polls are you seeing? Catherine pulled a face then. I think because she's not seen any. That's because the apostrophe was in the wrong place. Um, it was. Uh... <laughs> Florals don't need one. Um, unless you're talking about Pauls. What Pauls have you seen, mate? Stop stalling. Um, and start talking. Um, uh, scoined? Mm. Skulls. Oh. And... No, that's it. It's Paul... Paul Kay's a Paul, isn't he? Yeah, Paul. I've seen Paul Kay. I went to school with someone called Paul Cunliffe. <sighs> True. Half-cocked. Um, what have you got in the papers, my darling? You know you don't trust twins. I, oh, I do not trust twins, and I got so much abuse on this show because of my quite rightful hatred for we, twins. You know why? Because you work with two women who are the product of a twin sister. What does that even well, mean? Well, our mums are both twins, not oh, with each other, but with someone else, with okay. their twin twin twins. We're, we're brothers from another mother. Um... Twin sisters who use their matching looks to confuse security guards during matching looks. Yeah. Hey, you, you know your, your your two twins are they are they matching look? To, no, no, they look different. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, nice. my mum's not a matching pair. Twin sisters who use their matching looks to confuse security guards during shoplifting sprees have both been jailed. That's an escalation from swapping classrooms, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, I would have always swapped classes, but never. Penelope and Constance Harris. Oh, posh twins. Twenty-five. Yes. Doesn't say which one's 25. Oh. Carried out a string of thefts in which they dressed in the same clothes oh. to trick staff and make off with trolley loads of food and booze. Beautiful. As part of their scam, one of the sisters would take a trolley to the checkout and pay, while the other would walk out with another trolley packed full of stolen goods. Stolen? Stolen Packed full goods. of stolen? Oh, Must I hate stolen. I think we know which supermarket it's they're too, in. It's too heavy, stolen. I don't think I've ever had it. Stolen is... Isn't that the pink and yellow cake? I don't know what colour it is. I've never cracked one Stolen is, is like a rectangular cake and you cut it open and it's pink, yellow, pink... Oh, that's Battenberg. Oh, well, what's stolen then? It's like a... It's very I, heavy. It's more of a heavy sponge. Yeah. 
Tell us your stolen I'm, stories. I'm imagining it's gingerish. Is it got ginger in it? Give us a call now, your stolen stories. Anyway. Your stolen, stolen stories. Shishi TV were confused. Yes. They they do look, look fair play. They they're are definitely twins. Fair play. And you shouldn't say this about people because it's not we don't judge people on the way they look, but they are ugly. That's the problem with twins. Criminality makes you ugly. Scott's got a great phone. Everyone's coming up with great phone in. Okay, this is the phone in today. Go on. What's your phone in? 08459 455 555. That's brilliant. Yeah. And then we don't pursue the phone in. Just but what's your phone in? Scott says, my friend Chris used to work in Hamleys and Michael Jackson came in. But it was Chris's day off. Oh. Yeah, when have you missed Michael Jackson? Oh, wait, four, five, I miss, I miss him every day. <laughs> <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40 northbound, it's blocked now because of the accident at Junction 1A for the M25 and it's causing delays from the Denham roundabouts. On the Enchelfront St. Jives on Bowstridge Lane, that's been closed in both directions between the High Street and Narcot Lane at Chalfont St. Giles because of a fire that started yesterday. In Bidenham on the Bromham Road, that's looking fine at the moment at the Brownstone Way towards the Paula Radcliffe Way, but that's where the roadworks are, so that could get busy later on. And Southern trains have half-hour delays between Watford Junction and Ballam because the rails damaged some of the trains yesterday so the trains aren't in the right places. The 6.47 train from Luton to Sutton is also cancelled. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. We'll do the texts in a minute. 81333, start your text 3CR. An update on that Michael Jackson Hamley story. And um, on Tuesday, but not Monday because it's a bank holiday, but Tuesday, the first hour, the question will be, what's your phone in? Call me now. Right now, though, it's 6.46 and it's uh, Friday the 1st of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Prison inspectors are carrying out three separate investigations at Yarlswood Detention Centre near Bedford, all launched in the space of just over a month. A Milton Keynes head teacher says schools are having to feed, wash and clothe children from poor families. And former world boxing champion from Luton, Graham Earl, oh no, has been jailed for seven years for his role in a drugs gang. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It certainly is a very chilly start today across the three counties. We've got temperatures between one and three degrees typically uh, at the moment, but rising nicely in the sunshine. There will be some of that uh, around today. It will be quite hazy at times, though, with plenty of high cloud, but it will stay dry today. A slightly cooler day than we saw yesterday, particularly towards eastern areas of Hertfordshire. We've got the wind coming in from the east, you see, and temperatures won't be as high. Uh, we're still looking at 12 or 13 Celsius, though. That's 55 in Fahrenheit, and, and there will be some good spells of hazy sunshine around today as well. A little bit of medium level cloud at times too. Uh, so bright rather than brilliantly sunny through the course of the day. Now overnight tonight it's going to be dry. It'll be quite chilly again. Lows of around three or four degrees and uh, as we start the day tomorrow it'll be dry but it'll be cloudy and it'll be quite breezy as well. Now it should stay dry until we get to the late afternoon tomorrow. Then we'll start to get the rain feeding in from the southwest, and the rain will stay with us through Saturday late afternoon into the evening, the night and for much of Sunday morning too but then a nice dry period through the middle part of the day on Sunday very usable weather shall we say probably be quite cloudy but the temperatures will start to creep up 15 or 16 degrees by the time we get to Sunday uh, lots of dry weather through the day possibly will end the day on a wet note again there'll probably be some showers around on Monday but there will be some spells of sunshine too and because it will feel quite mild 16 or 17 degrees where we do get the spells of sunshine then it will feel quite nicer there so probably not a total washout this bank holiday 
holiday weekend, but there will be some wet weather at times. You can check the website for more details. That's the forecast. Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. But I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, did here you, on BBC um, Three Counties Radio. Did you hear the consumer out yet? I need to speak to him. Remind me to I speak to him. Yeah. Did you hear the, the really grumpy fella? That's Jonathan. <laughs> oh, the other one. Graham. Morning. Morning, Graham. Do, do, do you listen to um, the consumer hour on JVS's show? No, I don't. Uh, oh. Can, may I ask why? I'm uh, normally working. Mate. Okay. Honestly, it's, my, it's one of my favourite hours of radio um, uh, on the way. I love it. And there was this really grumpy bloke, right? Uh, uh, what was his beef? It was to do with the holiday. Oh, yeah, I did hear that. And uh, it was like 15 quid a night or something. No, the hotel was £13 a night. Because he was getting the refund for the hotel. Everyone's thinking, right, nice. He's in for about two, 300 quid here. Because it was a £900 holiday. And Tim yeah. got the email live on the air and he said, right, well, they're going to pay you £50. Hang on, that works out at £13 a night. And the hotel was £13 a night. Yeah, the manager of the hotel had gone to smack this bloke in the face and they chucked all of their luggage outside. <laughs> but but you kind of expect that for... Thir- you'd expect that for £13 a night, wouldn't you, Graham? Would, yeah. If I if I didn't get offered a fight by the manager for thirteen pounds a night, I'd be demanding a refund. It was in Marrakesh, so does that you know is that is that expensive for Marrakesh? You can you can live on uh, fifteen pounds for a whole five years. That will feed a family and buy you a mansion over there. Mm-hmm. Graham, pencils or sharpeners? Uh, sharpeners. T- 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 tell us what tell us what you've called in about. Um, my my lad when he was uh, younger, you know the one you want to beat up who was eleven. Oh, the karate kid. Yeah. Where's where's but when's it, happening, mate? I've I've been waiting every day for him. But <laughs> 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 he ain't when he said he said when you get a car he'll he'll drive down here. Well, park. then he'll be 16, yeah. 17. I don't want to fight a seventeen-year-old. <laughs> anyway, I'll be fifty then. When, when he was a toddler, yes. About I don't know about eight months, two years old. Yeah, he was um, on the bed. You know them jumbo pencils. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the giant ones from you get them from zoos. Yeah, yeah fun times. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sort of like that. He was jumping up and down on the bed and fell off the bed <gasps> and he stuck, he stuck it into his temple. Oh! <laughs> Flip it. How deep, how deep did it go in his temple, uh, his Shirley? About, about, I don't know, about half an inch, maybe. Listen, the f- got the scar and everything. Oh, yeah. Ian, the fact that he survived suggests this kid is double hard. You do not want to be messing with him. <laughs> Um, uh, Graham, listen, thank you, thank you very much uh, for that. Justin. Oh, Justin, where are you, mate? Justin's gone. We seem to have lost uh, Justin Daly. Um, da- at- Dan mentions uh, the giant novelty pencils as well, with the tassels on the end. You, uh, you only get them in zoo gift shops. Have you ever seen anybody use them to write with? Impossible. 
Justin. Mm, you ouch. right, fella? Ouch, ouch story. Ouch, what? indeed. Mm. Ouch, mm. indeed. Uh, uh, um, on a Tuesday show, the uh, question in the first hour is going to be, what's your phone in question? Mm. I've, well, I, I've got a funny thing. A lot of people will have a lot of suggestions. I'm sure they will. Mm. I'm sure they will. What uh, You've taken uh, pencils or sharpness to the streets today, Just? Yeah, the, uh, the, the big question for the first hour. Some uh, interesting answers here. Uh, here's what the streets had to say. Pencils or sharpness? Pencils. Can I ask why? You can do more with a pencil. Do you always carry a pencil with you? No. Do you always carry a pen with you? Yes. Is it a special pen? Yes. Why is it special? Because I bought it in Harrods. Yeah, good question. Yeah. It's a good question. We're looking for a good Polish answer. Pencils or sharpeners? Pencils or sharpeners? <laughs> Pencils. Pencils or sharpeners? Oh, my God. <laughs> it just... Just feels right. OK, we'll take it. Thank you, sir. OK, thank you. Oh, pencils, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. Great answers, Justin. Absolutely. That Polish pencils yeah. were sharpening. <laughs> that was great. He's great. Derek's emailed in. What's he saying? I think Justin should present the show in the first hour on Fridays. Oh, no, it's all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't put his name to this full With time. music he plays on his Saturday programme. School's Out. It's not called School's Out anymore. It's well, been called that for ages, has it? No, what were the... It's got to be called, well, Justin Dealey, and that's it. Some brainwave from BBC management said, no, we can't call it Schools Out, we're going to call it Justin Dealey. Well, I'm glad that branding caught on, because yes. Derek's really good. <laughs> got of it. Justin, uh, where are you off to? And if people want to come and see you um, mm. uh, shaking your bells, mm. they can. Hey, listen, I'm going to be in Amptill. Amptill Park to start with. Yep. Then I'm going to the pub uh, with the Morris Dancers for breakfast. Oh. And uh, we've got a, a very special one this morning. It's a Morris Dancers perspective. The question you're going to give me yep. better be good, because these guys, they deserve respect <laughs> I mean um, I mean um, I mean um, good I'll come up with something okay cheers speak to you later just thank you thank man. you mate Tom's on the line morning Tom morning what? Lee. What? Justin sorry no it's Ian Ian sorry that's all right Tom yeah. no, no don't worry mate what you got for us um, well you asked uh, what Paul did you met yes I, I worked on stage with Paul McKenna oh I've met Paul McKenna again my first break in television uh, what what did you do with McKenna um, well, he asked the old audience to stand up and um, to close their eyes and do something. And <laughs> do what? They, uh, <laughs> you don't know. We, we had to stand there and hold our arms out. You had to and clasp it, your arm, your hands together. And those who were in the right position yeah. were asked to come up on stage if they wanted to take part. And there must have been about 150 yeah. of us up there. And oh, hang he on. went through a process. So when you say you, you so you were hypnotised by him, were you? Yes, I was. And what did you end up doing, Tom? Um, Mick Jagger, um, <laughs> school children. Oh dear! <laughs> well, Tom, e every time music came on, I kind of was strutting around, uh, you know, doing one of his songs. Uh, he's a nice fella, isn't he, McKenna? Yes, he is. Tom, thank you, mate.
uh, the uh, the Michael Jack ter- terrible Michael Jackson story. Not that one. No. Scott tweeted his friend Chris used to work in Hamleys. Michael Jackson came in, but it was off that day. Right. But then Chris has tweeted, "That's true." Although I did sell some stuff to Scott Bakula though. Quantum leap. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. I think that's better in many ways. We've got a great thing for Justin to talk about. We'll we'll tell you in a minute. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 northbound has two lanes closed because of a serious accident at Junction 1A for the M25 and it's causing delays northbound from the Denham roundabouts. On the M25 it's slow anti-clockwise from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40 and it's also looking busy now on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabouts. Looking at the speed sensors in Watford and Exchange Road is looking slow at Beach and Grove and on the train Southern have delays of half an hour between Watford Junction and Balham. That's because a problem with the track has damaged number of the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. So, Terry Wogan, he's what, 74? He's got a new television show. 76. He Is he too old? I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to tell you my thoughts on that. Is Terry Wogan too old? Oh, by the way, guys, it's time to climb out of the rabbit hole. Don't mention the last 60 minutes, all right? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, three investigations at Bedford Immigration Centre. Miliband rules out deal with SNP and former Luton boxing champion jailed for role in drugs gang. BBC Three Counties Radio. Prison inspectors are carrying out three separate investigations at Yarlswood Detention Centre near Bedford, all launched in the space of just over a month. The most recent inquiry involves the suspension of a custody officer for allegedly using excessive force to disperse a protest. More from Tony Fisher. Detainees claim the guard used the edge of his riot shield to hit them on their legs and feet. CCTV footage of the incident has caused prison inspectors considerable concern. A detainee who collapsed and died at the centre's family unit is the subject of another inquiry and two staff members are being investigated following allegations of abuse. The leaders of the three main Westminster parties have appeared in the last TV event before the election. The main focus was on possible coalitions, as Norman Smith reports. David Cameron pressed over possible co- to child benefit repeatedly refused to spell out his plans and on Europe he warned an EU referendum would be a red line issue in any future coalition negotiations. Ed Miliband meanwhile said he would not do a deal with the SNP even if that meant Labour would not be able to form a government. While Nick Clegg insisted he was proud of his decision to form a coalition with the Conservatives even though he acknowledged his party had paid a price. A Milton Keynes head teacher says schools are having to feed, wash and clothe children from poor families. Tony Draper from Waterhall Primary School, who's also head of the National Association of Head Teachers, says schools are having to find more than £43 million every year to pay for this. Russell Hobby is the union's general secretary. 70% of the schools said they were now providing mental health care services that were once provided by the local authority. You know, 
we should be really glad that they're doing that and we should have admiration for teachers who are willing to step in. But you also have to say there are services and there are professionals who are trained to do this. We must fund them properly. The Red Cross says towns near the epicentre of Saturday's earthquake in Nepal have suffered almost total devastation. More than 6,000 people are known to have died. A former world boxing champion from Luton is beginning seven years in prison for supplying drugs. Graham Earl was part of a gang of dealers operating in Hitchin and Letchworth. More from Barry Caffrey. Earl, who once held the WBU lightweight title and fought Amir Khan, had his last fight in 2014 when he came out of retirement. But the 36-year-old from Talbot Way in Luton was part of a six-strong gang which supplied cocaine and cannabis and sold it on the streets. The leader of the gang, Christopher Collins, from Paynes Park in Hitchin, was jailed for 12 years, while another boxer, 26-year-old Amador Rahman, from Jessup Road in Stevenage, was jailed for four years. In sport, Watford boss Slavisa Jokanovic has been named the Championship Manager of the Month for April following the Hornets' promotion to the Premier League. Milton Keynes Don's boss Carl Robinson is the League One Manager of the Month. The weather, a chilly start, then a dry fine day with plenty of sunshine, a maximum temperature 12 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Shh, don't mention the last hour. It's a... If you've just tuned in, guys, guys. Anyway, coming up in this hour. Well, is Terry Wogan too old at 76 to present a television show? Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. And if you've ever been a, 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 a Morris dancer, m- 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 Morris. Why? It's when, when people talk about oh, what, what does being English mean. The only thing I can think of is Morris dancing. That's it. That's what being English means, isn't it? Wearing um, you know, kind of big puffy shirts and bells and those weird balloons. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC uh. Three Counties Radio. You can text as well, 81333, start your text 3CR. Now, Yarlswood Detention Centre near Bedford is currently subject to three, count them, separate investigations, all launched in the space of just over a month. The most recent inquiry involves the suspension of a custody officer for allegedly using excessive force to disperse a protest. Another case involves a detainee who collapsed and died at the centre's family unit and two other staff members have been suspended following allegations of abuse. Well, Usman Noor is the lawyer representing some of the detainees involved in the most recent case. Usman, what's your understanding of what happened during this protest? Well, to begin with, there was approximately 20 detainees who sat in uh, in order to attempt to resist the removal of another detainee, a Kenyan lady, who was due to be removed that day. Uh, Serco officer came into the room and said to the detainees that they must leave or else they may face implications for their own immigration statuses. Uh, some of the detainees left. Approximately eight remained. Uh, the Serco officers then called in 40 riot officers who uh, uh, holding uh, riot shields who had helmets and essentially barged their way through in order to get to that detainee who was due to be removed, barging their way through uh, for two of the detainees involved being hit with the riot shield on their feet and ankles. Uh, and uh, afterwards, the eight detainees were taken to segregation units where they were held in what is essentially solitary confinement. 
uh, as a way of, I suppose, punishing. For how long uh, were they held in this, in uh, what you're calling solitary confinement? Well, for a full day, they didn't see any medical attention. Some of them were released after a day. Uh, another was released after two days. And the two who were considered to be uh, the most prominent members of that protest, who were in fact the two that were hit, uh, actually were never removed from solitary confinement. A full 10 days later, both of those two were told that they were going to be transferred to prison. Luckily, one of them was actually released on bail, and the other was in fact uh, removed to HMP Holloway in London. Why were they trying to stop the woman uh, from uh, from being removed and deported? It was essentially an act of solidarity. But uh, if she's meant to be way. deported, she's meant to be deported, isn't she? This is, we, she can't stay here if, if she's not meant to stay here. Well, you see, uh, the lady who was going to be removed, I should say, because deported implies that she was a criminal offender, she was going to be removed, was a failed asylum seeker. Uh, OK, so she, she, she's not meant to be here legally, so they had no right to stop her, to, to try and prevent her removal. Deportation yeah, means being deported from the country. I'm assuming yeah, that's what was happening. They have the right to a peaceful protest. They sat in, they sang songs. Uh, there were other ways of getting through those ladies. They did not need to bring in uh, 40 riot officers with helmets and shields, and they did not need to hit them. So that is essentially the case. There was an excessive use of but force. I don't understand, and we'll get on to... Because what you're saying is, uh, it contradicts what Jarnsworth is saying, and we'll get to the, what their statement in a second. But I don't understand, if the woman was supposed to be deported, and when she's been through the illegal process, she was a failed asylum seeker, well, then they were, had every right to take her out, didn't they? Well, in fact, the lady hasn't actually been removed. Uh, an injunction was put in place to, to stop that in the end. Was that before or after the, uh, the, the, they attempted to remove her? About the same time. About the same time. OK, so in their mind, they were, were, were doing what they had been told to do, that this woman was being deported. Well, they were sitting in. Let's, let's, let's not um, suggest that they were resisting the removal in any other way other than sitting on the floor. So you're saying if that the gentleman, right if the guards that. had gone in... I'm just trying to get an image of this, Usman. I, I just want to, you know, investigate this whole story, because obviously you've got their side and we've got uh, the Serco side. Uh, it, it, so you're saying that if those guards had gone in and tried to peacefully escort this woman out to be removed, then that would have been... That would have, the, the, the protesters would have allowed that to happen? Well, there's an issue of uh, proportionality. Um, clearly, the officers have instructions to remove the Kenyan lady, and they have to do their job. Um, now, it's an issue of how they go about doing that. Is it right for them to then call in? Now, let's be clear, there's eight uh, ladies who are all vulnerable. Well, is it right, but is it right for those women to, to prevent the, the guards from doing their job? It's their right to protest. Well, and then and it's, 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 the, right right for, it's the right to deport somebody who has failed their asylum test and is, is to be deported, isn't it? Well, as I said, the guards have instructions to remove someone. They have to do their job. It's the right of the people in the detention centre to peacefully protest. But if that now, protest, if that protest, is protest, if that protest presents, but prevents the guards from deporting someone who at that time was due to be deported, well, th th where does that leave us, Usman? You know, we, we have people complaining that we have too, you know, too many people over here who shouldn't be here. At that moment, that woman was not supposed to be here, and yet they were being prevented from removing her. Yes, but there's a question of how they go about doing that. Is it correct? Now, let's be clear. The eight people who were sitting in, one of them's a victim of torture. One of them they knew uh, was, had, had actual HIV AIDS. With the, with the greatest respect, now, that's irrelevant. They were preventing no, the... No, it's not. No, it it's is, Usman, because it is irrelevant. We're, we're, their background is irrelevant. We all know that, that there's a lot of those women in there are very troubled. But um, that woman was due to be deported, and they were preventing the guards from deporting that woman. Yes, but there's a question of how they ac execute the removal. 
Now, what I'm saying is for eight people, some of them who have, as you said, serious medical complications, is it correct for 40 riot officers with helmets with shields to actually use force to barge their way through eight detained ladies and actually cause some of them to be bruised and then put them in segregation units separately afterwards and then make two of them uh, subject to transfer to prison orders? That's what we're uh, protesting about now. Um, that's the question. The, yes. the Soko... we, see, we see that there's a complication. Yeah. They, are, they are peacefully protesting. According to what they've told you. Now, the officers have... Were they armed, were they armed with cutlery? Absolutely not. That's, that's a, uh, a justification that's been imposed uh, to justify the use of force. What, what now, evidence do you have? Search, well, the Serco evidence is that... Uh, well, we, we, I have statements from the detained ladies. Have you seen the video? And I also... I've, I've sought disclosure of the video, and it hasn't been... So you done. haven't seen the video? So you can't say, Usman, 100% that they didn't have cutlery? Well, I can say this. My clients have said that they don't. Now, it doesn't no. stack up. It doesn't stack up because I've also seen the notice that was given to the detained ladies by the Serco guards. They don't mention cutlery in those notices. The, the mention of cutlery comes a lot later. Secondly, the Serco uh, statement seems to suggest that for several hours that there were officers in the room uh, before the riot officers came in. How can it be that for several hours they're in the room and uh, they don't notice cutlery and yet somehow later on, um, okay. days later, they start mentioning cutlery? Uh, what are the chances of you getting a copy of the videos? Because well, there's CCTV, isn't there, and there's handheld video as well. A judicial review has been lodged against the decision to transfer my client to HMP Holloway. As part of that judicial review, we're seeking disclosure of the videotape footage, and it will be whether or not the Treasury solicitors on behalf of the Secretary of State okay. are going to uh, disclose it to me. Uh, let me put some of... Because the Serco statement, surpri unsurprisingly, Usman disagrees with you. Uh, you say there were 40 officers involved. Uh, the Serco uh, the say that there were um, eight officers involved, I think. It's a big disparity. Um, let me see what else it says here. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, after several hours trying to persuade the residents to disperse voluntarily, the decision was taken to forcibly remove them. Uh, a number of staff had to be involved, and it's a tribute to the staff at Yarlswood that when they did intervene, the incident was rapidly resolved. Rapidly for them, perhaps, but we've got um, clients, my clients, who were kept in segregation units for 10 days. Is that rapid? Uh, and the only injury was a mild bruise to a resident's ankle. Two uh, of my clients had injuries, one of them sufficiently for her to be taken to hospital. What were the injuries, Usman? Well, there were bruises. They were not long-term injuries, but they were evidence of the okay. use of force. Uh, and HMIP are concerned uh, about the actions of one uh, uh, of these uh, guards, haven't they? They, they? they suggest that one guard may have perhaps used his shield in an inappropriate way. May have perhaps, or did. Uh, we've got bruises on the ankles and legs of two detained ladies. But until... And, 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 and you, I, I really appreciate, you, you know, you, this robust questioning. I think it's important that we do question both sides of this robustly, because, you know, Yarlswood is, um, is a very important place and does come under a lot of flack, and it's important we find out exactly what happened. Until you see that video, Usman, you don't know how those bruises were sustained, do you? You have, you, I mean, you have what, the, what your clients have said, but obviously your clients are going to say one thing and, and the guards are going to say another, aren't they? Well, we've got consistent statements from several of the detained ladies saying the exact same thing. And would they have had a chance to uh, uh, spoken to each other before they spoke to you? Well, of course, yes. OK, well, that, but you, you see what I'm saying, don't well, you, Usman? Well, the, 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 the suspended. Uh, one, one assumes that you don't get suspended 
without some form of credible evidence. Well, well, yeah, but you get suspended for pending an investigation, don't you? Well, not necessarily. Depends upon uh, what the... Well, not, not every time a complaint gets made does an officer get suspended. It's all, but it's all about fair trials, isn't it? You, 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 get, you get suspended. I'm, I'm assuming it's pending an investigation. No, but... Not Is it being sus- has he been suspended pending an investigation? But the fact that... Has he been suspended pending an investigation? Yes, but Thank the fact you. that he's been suspended pending an investigation suggests that there's sufficient nope. evidence... No, it doesn't. To deem it. I, well, don't it, it does, I, think it I don't think it does. I don't think it does, as well. Not every time a complaint gets made does an officer get suspended until the resolution of that complaint. But, you, but you're, you're fine, guilty, uh, you're innocent until proven guilty. You're judging this man guilty already. No, no, An investigation I'm, hasn't I'm been just, made. I'm not. I'm not judging. Well, no, I'm you are. You've just you. said. You've just said, Esmond, that, uh, that, that, that you, you, you believe that, that he did this because he's been suspended. I'm well, that doesn't mean that clients, at all. My clients, all of whom given consistent statements. Who've had the chance to confirm. By the fact that they have bruises, by the fact that they were taken to hospital, by the fact that the officer has been suspended because... Usman, you're, you're, we can jump to, to Usman. Assumption. Usman, you, you've you, you've jumped to the assumption that the, the gentleman has been suspended uh, because he did something wrong. You're also jumping to the assumption that because the women went to hospital, a guard must have done something wrong. It doesn't that, that you can't draw those lines. Look, add up all the evidence. I've got statements from my clients. Uh, add up all the evidence that you've got from your side and ignore the evidence from the other side. Is it the, without is seeing the, the CCTV? Well, can I? Well, I don't think it's Serco's case that um, this officer didn't use excessive force. A, a custody officer has been suspended um, pending an inquiry. And we, Amid like claims he used excessive force to break up a protest. Well, if it's not Serco's case that this person used excessive force, then perhaps we can ask them, why have they suspended him pending this investigation? Because that's an important question, because it's certainly not the case that every time a complaint gets made that someone is suspended... No, and also, as you, you will well know, Usman, it's not every, case, every time that someone gets suspended they are found guilty. Are they? No. Well, then, so you can't draw any conclusion from it, Usman. No, well, what I can tell you is, as I keep saying, we've got the fact that they were injured. We've got yeah, that's the a fact. fact. <laughs> that, they, the that's fact that fact. two women were injured, fact. Yes, I'll give that's you that. They, that. they sustained um, uh, um, some form of bruising, fact. Yes. Secondly, we've got fact. Um, at least on my part, I can tell you that there's consistent statements from all the people involved. OK, and that fact they that they had, they had the time to confer and possibly share the same story. Fact. OK. Now, we've got another fact, which is that the videotape footage was sufficiently compelling for Serco to suspend this officer no, pending the outcome. Not fact. You haven't seen it. You don't know. Well, OK. The That's not a fact, Usman. You, and you know that wouldn't stand up as a fact officer, in a court of law. The officer has been suspended. Fact. The officer has been now, suspended. Yes. So that adds up. No, it doesn't. No, not, it doesn't. You can't... Uh, uh, Usman, well, you, Usman, you know. Not, come on. Let me on. finish the sentence. You, no, but, add, let me finish the sentence. That adds up to a strong assumption that he did use... And you know what assume makes out of you and me? Uh, Usman, you can't make an assumption in a court of law, and you know that, can't you? You know that. No, I, I'll, make, I'll make suggestions. OK, uh, you're making suggestions, but the suggestions is not fact. Well, I, I'm not a judge. I can make suggestions uh, based I on know. the evidence. Okay. And I've told you what the evidence is. And I'd like to know whether or not Serco actually deny that this officer used his riot shield to barge through these ladies, well, and used it on their feet and ankles. I don't think it is Serco's case that he didn't. And I'd like to know what, what their stance is on that. Oh, and, and boy, boy, oh boy, I would love them to, to come on and, and, and withstand such a robust questioning as you have done. But, of course, they have decided not to come on. Well, there you go.
Usman, I really appreciate your time, and I really pre and I hope you understand what, where I'm coming from with this. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm being impartial, but I just want to. Absolutely essential to do what you are doing. Bless you, and I. The evidence. And, and I'm, I'm glad you, you take you it are. for that. Thank you, Usman. Thank you very much indeed. I'm glad you take it for that. You're a good sport, and uh, it's such an important story that you need, you know, if, if if you need to get to all of the facts, I think it's such an important story, and yeah. Yarlswood is such an important place, um, and it is so divisive. That you, that you need to get to the facts to find out what There's happens. also a lot of emotion involved in it, yeah. and we've got to separate that. That's the thing. I think I should be a lawyer. Well, I would love that. Do you just argue with people? Well, you have to do some exams first, though. Ah, I'm not that bothered then. Thank you, Usman. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, there's been an accident in the Homesdale Tunnel just after Junction 25 for Ensfield, so that's causing a lane to be blocked and it's looking really slow. On the M40 northbound, two lanes have been closed by an accident at Junction 1A for the M25, which is causing delays northbound from the Denham roundabouts. The, also looking at the M25, it's slow anti-clockwise from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. And in Chalfont St Giles, Bowstridge Lane is still closed in both directions between High Street and Narcot Lane at Chalfont St Giles because of a fire that started yesterday. On the train, Southern have half-hour delays between Watford Junction and Ballon because of problems with the track yesterday, which has damaged some of the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. It'd be interesting to see if they release that video footage, wouldn't it? 7.19, it's Friday the 1st of May, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Prison inspectors are carrying out three separate investigations at Yarlswood Detention Centre near Bedford, all launched in the space of just over a month. The Milton Keynes head teacher says schools are having to feed, wash and clothe children from poor families. And a former world boxing champion from Luton, Graham Earl, has been jailed for seven years for his role in a drugs BBC gang. BBC Three Counties Radio. It all started right here. Right here. It's a great goal from Luton Town. It's McMadden on his debut as well. We've been with them all the way. And Steve his first goal of the season. Here's where the Dobson just below us give a high five, and that's the Blues 3-1 up. And now it all comes down to this. seals the three points for Watford. Tomorrow, Watford will be crowned champions if they beat Sheffield Wednesday in the early kickoff. Then at three, local rivalry means more than ever as Luton and Stevenage face each other. Howes with four for the season. Plus, Wickham travelled to Northampton, still searching for automatic promotion. Paul Hayes has given Wickham the lead here. Everything will be decided in Three Counties Sport. Tomorrow from midday, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm all right, thanks. Pat's in Houghton Regis. Morning, Pat. Good morning, Ian. What you got for us, boss? Well, listening to that question in that chat, Osman, is it? Uh, yeah, the uh, solicitor, yeah. Yeah, oh. I, um, Osman Noor, lawyer representing some of the detainees. I, is it me or, or am I just... Well, you might agree, plain stupid. The thing well, is... <laughs> Pat, listen, don't, please, <laughs> don't tell me. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, with this, this, this person who shouldn't be here... We'd expect the people that are in control there to take control and get that person out instead of 
all this investigation going on. It's our, our expense is going to be at the end of the day. Uh, but use, if the accusation is true, uh, and I don't know, that they, they, they were aggressive and they used uh, violence when it was unnecessary? Well, sometimes when you go in to do something, you, you, you're you've got people in front of you, you've got to get through to get them out. Sometimes it cannot be avoided. Surely big, you burly blokes, your way big burly blokes in riot gear with shields against eight um, refugee women. When you but, put it like that, it does sound a little bit one-sided, doesn't it? You've got a job to do. The job is, if that person's got to go back... No, I'm not saying a bit, because it's not been proven, as you said. No, it's not been proven, but let's, let, you know, we, I kind of played a, a, a game of fantasy with Usman. Let, let, let's play it the other way. Supposing it is true. Supposing they were aggressive. Supposing they were violent against these women. Is that acceptable? No, that's not acceptable. They need to be sorted out but, and weeded out. But we get this with the police. When the police arrest someone, all of a sudden you hear there's an investigation going but on. Pat. And And what happens... Many of them are found not guilty. Yeah, but Pat, who does the investigations for the police? Um, oh, it's the police! The police well, investigating the police! And come on, Pat, we know from history that the police, and I've got a lot of respect for a lot of the police, but the police have done a lot of dodgy jobs in the past, and a lot of... Hillsborough, anyone? The VIP paedophile case? Anybody? I, Cyril I Smith, I anybody? I agree, with you, I agree with you there, but equally so, there's people that have done a good job on the police as well to yep. get them suspended. Yep. It's interesting. The, the, thing is, the thing is, Pat, we're never going to really know, are we? Unless that video gets uh, put out, which I suspect it won't do. We're never really going to know about this case, are we? Well, we're not going to know about it. All we know is that Osman's going to earn a bit of money out of it. Well, you know, fair play. If he's defending... I, I, I suspect he won't be earning that much out of it. Um, but, but if he's defending the rights of people, and that's what it boils down to, doesn't it? The rights of people to be safe and secure, then it doesn't matter what that costs, does it? That's, yeah. that's, that's a good thing, because that could be you, Pat. That could yeah, be you that, is, that gets, gets beaten up by a guard or gets beaten up by a policeman or, or something happens and everyone says, no, we never hit Pat. We never touch Pat and you're a lone voice. Well, they wouldn't do that to me because I'm a fast runner. But Ladies and gentlemen, there you go, you see. When you're in a detention centre, Pat, there's only so many places you can run to. Catherine, I believe you have a text. Really interesting text here from someone who says they're an ex-prison governor. From your description, Yarls would use standard procedures for removal. Staff ratio is three to one per detainee. For protection of detainees, you have two to restrain and one to protect the head of the detainee. Shields and helmets are also standard if a decision's taken to remove for the protection of staff. Several hours negotiating first, removal to segregation to prevent further disorder. Sounds standard to me. Just to remind you, though, ladies and gentlemen, and we should have, we, maybe we should have mentioned this earlier, there are two other ongoing investigations into Yarlswood, including a 33-year-old woman who died at the centre's family unit um, last month and uh, two officers who've been suspended uh, after a, an undercover report uh, documentary showed them as being racist, sexist, abusive and degrading. And there are other things that have happened in the past at Yarlswood. So, do you know what I mean? It's not... There is a shadow over that place anyway.
08459 455 555 is the phone number. Now, a teaching union says schools are having to take on extra roles of feeding, washing and clothing children. Feeding, washing and clothing children at schools. The National Association of Head Teachers says the help is going to pupils from poor families. Joined now by Tony Draper, who's head of the organisation, also head of Water Mill, uh, sorry, Water Hall Primary School in Milton Keynes. Morning, Tony. Morning, Ian. Um, now, the feed, the, the, the three things that strike out at me, stand out at me, feeding, washing and clothing. The, the feeding, it's, you're sort of talking differently about breakfast clubs and, and kind of lunches, aren't you? Oh, yeah, we're talking um, very much differently to that. Loads, loads of schools put on breakfast clubs where um, families can send children along for the, for the club. But we're talking about um, schools where children are turning up hungry and they've not had any breakfast or they're turning up late to school and they've not had any breakfast and, and we're having to feed them as well. The washing uh, and the clothing thing, how does that work? What, what, explain what you mean by that, Tony. Well, lots of schools have laundry facilities now, and, and they're they're able to. If if children turn up in a, in sometimes in in a very dishevelled state, um, they're able to provide a, a a service whereby they can clean the children's clothes for them. I, I mean, unfortunately, um, some families don't have that facility at home, and and children quite often in in some families have to wear the same clothes for for weeks on end. Has that happened in your school? There are there are things that have happened in our school where um, families, due to no fault of their own, have have been able to rely on us to feed and clothe their children when they've got into into difficulties and not been able to themselves. I um, I'm really shocked by this, Tony. I'm so glad you brought this to everyone's uh, attention. What 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 are the reasons? Do you think? Have you spoken to the families to to try and work out what's going on? Firstly and foremost, this isn't the family's fault. Um, families are getting into difficulty because of the austerity measures that have been put in place. Oh, I'm sure there's no, there's no parent wants to send their, uh, their kid to school in, in, in dirty clothes they've been wearing for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's not, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and and what, what has basically happened is that families are getting into financial difficulties because of the changes in the benefit system. They're getting into financial difficulties because of the bedroom tax and and because of raising rents and 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 um, and, 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 and benefits not following that. Now, I have to say, Tony, because we have an election uh, uh, coming up, I don't know if you've noticed, mm -hmm. um, that, it, that, that some people will argue, well, hang on a second, d d d Tony is, is just uh, making anti-coalition, uh, anti-Tory uh, statement here. Um, it does sound like you're blaming it on the government. No, it, it, what has been happening over the past five years has happened as a result of government policy, but that doesn't mean that it wouldn't have happened under a Labour government if they'd have been pursuing the same policies or, or, a, mm. or a government of any other colour whatsoever. Um, families are getting into difficulty, and it's in, in, frequent, in frequent situations, it's not actually the family's fault, it's the circumstances surrounding them. How does this affect the, the, the uh, pupils? Well, obviously, if, if pupils are, are, are being affected by austerity, by poverty, um, they're coming in hungry, so their brains are, are not actively fed, and, and then a lot of pupils are not in places to begin learning at the start of the day when they, when they get into school because of things outside of the school's control and, and often outside of the family's control as well. 
And how does it affect the teachers? I have, uh, I think I may be in a minority, I have a lot of respect for a lot of teachers. Um, but they're teachers. They're there to teach and, 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 you know, teach their subjects and also kind of teach a little bit how to integrate with the world and stuff. They're not there to feed and clothe young people, are they? Well, that's it. I mean, you, you've hit the nail on the head. We are teachers. We are trained to educate children. You know, we're not trained in, in other areas. And other areas uh, have had their services cut, and we're having to step in there. And, and we use the term, we're turning into the A&E departments of communities. I mean, I mean, really, what, what we found in our survey, um, if I can just say out here, is that schools currently are funding £43.5 million a year of support that is not really meant for 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 the the support that we're putting in you know that money should be putting into education really not onto finding services and putting things in place to support um to support measures whereby families aren't, aren't able to support themselves well you, you said that you, you've hired your school's hired a, a, a family support worker is that right yeah and she's absolutely brilliant and is that she, coming out of the school purse oh yeah 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 um, she she's uh, she signposts families to services that they can get, um, and, and to services that they're entitled to as well. Now, you know, she is brilliant, and I wouldn't swap her for anything. But actually, that's not a fundamental role that a school should be playing. You know, um, we're 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 employing her because other services have been cut, and that's like I say, as, totally as a measure of of the austerity of the austerity measures. Tony, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you, Tony. Tony Draper, head of the National Association of Head... T Imagine being the head of the National Association of Heads. That's like, the, that's like um, uh, Don Corleone, isn't it? Uh, he's also the head of Waterhall Primary School in Milton Keynes. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, there's a lane blocked clockwise just after Junction 25 for Enfield in the Holmesdale Tunnel because of a serious accident involving three or four vehicles. Also on the M40 northbound, it's down to one lane at Junction 1A for the M25, which is causing queues northbound from the Denham roundabout. And looking at the speed sensors in Chalfont St Giles on Bowstridge Lane, it's slow on both approaches to the High Street and Narcot Lane, where the closure is still in place because of a building fire on Wednesday night. And also on the speed sensors in Dunstable, it's looking quite slow in both directions on the High Street approaching West Street and Church Street in both ways. On the train, Southern have delays of half an hour between Watford Junction and Ballon because of problems with the tracks yesterday that have damaged some of the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. Prison inspectors are carrying out three separate investigations at Yarlswood Detention Centre near Bedford, all launched in the space of just over a month. The leaders of the three main Westminster parties have appeared in the last TV event before the election. A Milton Keynes head teacher says schools are having to feed, wash and clothe children from poor families. And former world boxing champion from Luton, Graham Earl, has been jailed for seven years for his role in a drugs gang. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford boss Slavisa Jokanovic has been named the Championship Manager of the Month for April following the Hornets' promotion to the Premier League. Milton Keynes-Dons boss Carl Robinson is the League One Manager of the Month. Watford will clinch the Championship title if they beat Sheffield Wednesday at Vicarage Road tomorrow lunchtime. Captain Troy Deeney says promotion is his way of thanking the club who stood by him when he was jailed. When I was... Uh... Obviously, away for a little while. They didn't have to keep me, but they, they chose to. 
I had the chance to leave on numerous occasions, so I thought, reciprocate, really. They looked after me, and I can kind of look after them in, in the sense that I don't have to force a move for less money than they wanted. So unless someone come up with a figure that they wanted, uh, I was going nowhere. In League Two tomorrow, Gareth Ainsworth's Wickham must win at Northampton to have any chance of securing promotion. There is a fairy tale still that could be written, you know. I'm, I'm being a bit greedy, asking for two in two years. But, um, you know, if we do our part at Northampton, you never know what's going to happen uh, elsewhere. So, you know, it's something that... Uh, I, I still do believe. Luton hosts Stevenage, with Stevenage already in the playoffs. John Stills Luton need a mathematical miracle to overtake Plymouth. I want to try and be entertaining and attacking and, you know, come off winning or losing, where everyone looks at it and go, you know what, we had to get that amount of goals, we tried, we've had an attack, we've got at it, we've done this, hasn't quite worked, or and it fantastic, it has worked, that's because we had a goal. And Milton Keynes-Dons host Yeovil on Sunday as they look to overtake Preston for automatic promotion from League One. In cricket, England have an injury doubt over all-rounder Ben Stokes ahead of the third test against the West Indies, which starts in Barbados this afternoon. And in Speedway's Premier League last night, Rye House lost 47-43 at Redcar. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. Song calling me down the road is where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end. When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's hobo style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's hobo style
Now, what's the phone in? Um, ever met a Paul? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, no, the, well, the, the phone in we've got. The thing we, Dealey's going out to speak to um, Morris Dancers. If you've ever Morris danced, I'd love to um, 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 know why. Do you know up north? Yeah. Morris dancing's really popular for little girls to go oh, and do on a weekend. Well, the, 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 the blokes that do Morris dancing up north, they're like um, uh, John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. They in many are. Ways. <laughs> Hot. Mm-hmm. They get so much f- f- flipping action from the ladies. You like that, Kels? You like that one? Yeah, I thought you were going somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. They get flipping action from the ladies. Oh, I'm going out with that Morris dancer. What's his name? Morris. What coincidence? <laughs> it's a little secret, right? Yes. Women can't resist a man who knows how to shake his thang. Uh, guys, listen. Girls love it when you get your bells out and r- r- wave them all over the shop. And if you can clonk your sticks together without getting each other in the face, so much the better. Or if you get each other in the face. I've got a hanky. Well, let's see you use it. <laughs> um, Wogan to host a new show at 76. Now, normally... I don't like old people on the... T- Forsyth, what's he? He's like, like 89, isn't he? Yeah, but he's an old 89. He's too old. He was too old to um, even be breathing. Uh, I'm not suggesting anything, but, you know. Shh, let's not mention his name. No, well, Johnny Mitchell's hanging on. Um, but the Bruce Forsyth was, is too old to be on telly. He was, it is, back in the day, what a legend. What a legend. I'm going to say something now that's not going to make me any friends. She's put the- her fingers together in an evil way. In the Bruce Forsyth camp, he's not going to make me any friends. Yeah. I don't think it's him that's old, I think it's his act. No, 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 that doesn't matter. The age of an act is irrelevant. No. I mean, you look at Tony Blackburn for crying out loud. I mean, don't look at him, it'll be unpleasant. His, but... a- his, his act has, is versatile. Excuse me? Where's the versatility in Blackburn? Different record. Oh, yeah, fair play. Same joke as from Forsyth. No, but, but Tony Blackburn's act is old, right? Literally old, but it's not aged. And there's a difference. I could listen to Tony Blackburn till the cows go home. And boy, if you're stuck in a room with him, you have to. <laughs> right. So here's Bruce Forsyth's act. I can He's not in today, is he? <laughs> the three stages of Forsyth, right? Yes. This is how you do the act. Yeah. One, go on, do the uh, special um, silhouette pose. Yeah. yeah. It never gets old, because you know it's him. And a little shuffle, maybe a little pretend tap dance. Right? All right, so Jarvis Cocker does the same thing. Next. Two. Stand next to a taller woman and make her spin around. Well, th- well, I mean, I would do that if I had the option, yeah. Three. Terrible jokes. Well, again, we're back to Blackburn. <laughs> you know, uh, he's not into that, is he? He's old. I don't want to upset him. You don't need to be scared of him. <laughs> I, know, I, can, I can outrun him. <laughs> but um, no. But uh, but the thing is, I, I, don't, I don't think the age of an act matters. I love that kind of old school Saturday night no. 1970s variety no. thing. At least he's got an act. No, Ant and Deck. Ant and Deck. They haven't got an act. They're There's just no themselves. Act. That's the thing. That's yeah, what exactly. we want these days. No, we want naturality. I naturalism. Naturality. Yeah. Flipping that. Ada. We don't. I want an act, and I want. I, thought, I liked Forsyth's act. He's just too old for it. Wogan. Wogan's got an act. You don't think he has? He's got an act. Oh, oh let's see if it, yeah, what is go, what is going on? What, what is going on here with this now then? What? <laughs> oh, I got me tux. Oh, what is going on with this now then? 
No. He oh. was also, when he was doing um, the breakfast show, he was, you think we're rude, right? You think Everjoy was filth. rude. The breakfast show with Terry Hogan was, was filth. Janet and John, and I would listen to that and think, how the hell is he getting away with that? Filth. What got to do with it? Going to... Yeah, there was a lot of... Um, yeah, there was. So I don't think he's... A, and I, I don't mind old people on the telly. Just not in the same room with me. It's a joke. What show is it that he's doing? The Wogan Show. No, it's not going to be Wogan. He's going to... Foot... Um, um, it's Terry is teaming up with a London taxi driver, Mason McQueen. For Terry and Mason's food trip. Who's Mason? Um, Mason McQueen! Which sees the pair drive... This sounds brilliant. Which sees, sees the pair drive around the country exploring its culinary culture. He said, I've taken the high road in the backseat of... I'm from Ireland, I'm Terry Walken. I've taken the high road in the backseat of Mason's Black London Cab. Oh. As we travel the country... Terry Wogan, meeting the people, seeing the sights. I stopped doing the voice. Wogan can see you for that, right? And forcing down the occasional mouthful of food in our fearless pursuit of epicurean excellence. Let's go to Kenny Everett. Kenny, he had uh, the the builder. (laughs) 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 The the tennis the tennis player. Let's go to Kenny Everett. The tennis player, Margot. Bombay what? was all excited but itchy downstairs because she had to get new blanks. Blank or blanks? Blank or blanks. <laughs> Kenny Everett's going, ooh. Go, ooh. I don't want to say it, but it's balls. <laughs> uh, so that's Terry Wogan. No, I don't think he's too old. I, what I'd like to see is a show called Wogan and Aspel, right? And it's Terry Wogan and it's Michael Aspel. Fighting. And they, well, they live, to, they, they live together. They've only got one bed and um, one set of cutlery. Yeah. And one guest to interview. In fact, whenever a guest, whenever someone turns up at their flat, they're fighting as to who interviews them. I'll tell you who the third party in that uh, marriage should be. Yeah. Parky. Oh, Parky. Uh, he's so angry. No, he's bitter. He's so angry. He is... Can we, OK, this is what we'll do before the end of the show. Can we compile a list of bitter people? Really bitter people. Parky is bitter. I'll tell you another bitter man. Really bitter. Terry Christian. Oh. Very, very bitter. Very bitter. Is he, though, or is it the same no. thing you accuse me of, which is Mancunian sarcastic no. voice? He is very, very bitter. Right. He is bitter. 08459 455 555 bitter people. Angela Rippon. Well, I was going to say her. Bitter. Mm-hmm. Bitter. She is so bitter. Selena Scott. Very bitter. Oh, she's bitter though. Very, very bitter. This is this is this is this is going to be fun, dear listener. The rest of the show, bitter people, please. Well, go on. Hang on. Are you saying something I can broadcast? No, I'm just laughing at Kath's actions and words. Okay, yes, Kath. Kath is doing some actions and indeed uh, some some words. We'll 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 leave that there. Bitter people, please. And by the way, thank you. Um, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> so, steady. <laughs> Hey, I'm next to Steve Allen on the What's Hot chart. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Uh, Teaspoon Riverneck says uh, that's the best Wogan ever, and he's put full stops between each word to give it gravitas. Which Wogan were you talking about? The one that was from County Cork or the one that was from Desmond's? Oh, f- <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
There are delays on the M40 northbound from the Denham roundabout, the Hilling, from the Hillingdon Circus now towards the Denham roundabout at the M40 because of an accident which has made it only be one lane open at junction 1A for the M25. And clockwise on the M25, there's a lane blocked by a four vehicle accident between junction 26 4th Mabby and 25 for Enfield. And Chestnut, the A10 is looking slow southbound from the New River Trading Estate towards the M25 junction 25 at Enfield. And in Dunstable, looking at the speed sensors, the A5 High Street North is looking slow around Church Street and West Street. On the train, Southern have 15 minute delays between Watford Junction and Balham because of a problem with the track that has damaged some of the trains. And the 746 train from Welling Garden City to Moorgate is delayed. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Hang on. Hang on. It's Friday the 1st of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Prison inspectors are carrying out three separate investigations at Yarlswood Detention Centre near Bedford, all launched in the space of just over a month. A Milton Keynes head teacher says schools are having to feed, wash and clothe children from poor families. And former world boxing champion from Luton, Graham Earl, no mean neither, has been jailed for seven years for his role in a drugs gang. Here's Elizabeth with the weather. It's Hearts and Bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Elizabeth? Elizabeth? The way Elizabeth. Elizabeth? Elizabeth? Elizabeth! Elizabeth? 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 Elizabeth! Elizabeth! Oh, blimey. Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered a archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narrow Gauge Railway. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC. Three Counties Radio. Roberto Peroni, skinny and bony. Call 08459 455. What was that? That's a song. BBC Three Counties Radio. What song? What song is My that? My Little Pony. That's what it is. And every time I hear Roberto Peroni's name, that thank you. Do you know what? That's been bugging me for years. You didn't come to the right woman. No. I'm the My Little Pony expert. I never go to the right woman. That's my problem, guys. Uh, but for years, the last two years, every time I hear Roberto's name, the full name, that little thing has, has gone off in my head. And it's the first time I've dared say it out loud. And now we're all hearing it. It's like the He-Man. It takes him an hour to pick up a flower. Remember that one? <laughs> there were loads of them, yeah. weren't there? Yeah. What were the oh, other? Batman and Robin. Go on. I think they were all rude. You know the Batman theme, mm-hmm. right? What are the words to it? No, 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 Batman. You know, there's no one singing on that. Oh. There's no one singing on. Get the Batman theme, right? The classic Batman theme. There's no one 
singing on the Batman theme. Well, I know they probably didn't do the... But they did go, Batman! No! No! It's just horns! What? It's. I'm sure I'm right on this, guys. There's no one. You, that's right. You can hear Paul Scoyne's warming up his vocals. <laughs> He's just demanding his rider of a bottle of scotch and brown M and M's. There is no one singing Batman. It's horns going. <laughs> wow! They got the trumpets to sing Batman. 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 Honestly. I'm sure that's right. I'm right on that, aren't I, guys? Let me look into it. Could you look into that for me, please? I'm going to look into it. Because I'm pretty sure... Oh. Yay! It's no-one saying it. It's horns going... I'm Batman! 08459 We're compiling a list of uh, bitter people as Just well. Just checking. Are we still doing the grown-up programme, or is that finished at half-past? This is the gr- This is grown-up, dude! OK, OK. Dude. Just call me a dude. This is proper grown-up. Is, is the new BBC technology letting us down again? <laughs> well, don't worry, guys. We spent a fortune on brand-new technology. It'll work. Um, I'll just use my mobile phone, <laughs> please. Anthony Worrell-Thompson, he's... Be- well, Anthony Worrell-Thompson, I don't think he is bitter anymore. I think he's humble. Let me give you someone who's bitter. Anthony Worrell-Thompson is always turning up at BBC buildings with his cap in his hand saying, excuse me, Gov, I'm, I'm really sorry for stealing that stuff. Can I... Ca-? No, Thompson! No, we have not forgiven you. Forgive him. Forgive him. For goodness sakes. It's Warrell Thompson. We all like to bitter the was. Honeyford. Very bitter. Very bitter indeed. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you can text us as well. 81333. Start your text 3CR. Otherwise... Uh, it goes to the wrong station. Scott, you didn't make up the Roberto Peroni song. I made that up. I made that song up. You, you didn't make it. It's the My Little Pony song. Don't you don't start giving it all. Don't start giving it large, sunshine. You're right, Ian's wrong. About what, Kyle? Oh, about the Batman theme. Are you listening to it? Well, put it on the air, cos I've got nothing to talk... Don't do it selfishly. Put it on the air so we can listen, cos I've got nothing to talk about. Oh, Scoins is up now. We'll talk to Scoins. Hey, now listen, guys. I don't know if you knew this. Next Thursday, there's a little bit of voting going on. OK? Um, but you might have a vote. You might have two votes. Hey, you might have three votes. Bedford, five votes. They're not voting for the next MP. Well, they are voting for the next MP. There's also another four elections. Political uh, reporter Paul Scoynes is on the banks of the great ooze. (laughs) Good morning, Paul Scoynes. Is it oozing from within? It is. It's very oozy. It's a nice morning here this morning. It's, uh, swans have just landed, and there's two Canada geese which are effectively hassling me. Sorry, I thought we were talking to Paul Scoynes' political reporter, not Paul Scoynes' our getting bullied by birds reporter. Well, I can be flexible. This is the rumour that's going around the office, Paul. Uh, five elections in Bedford. What, what's going on? This is brilliant. <laughs> you feel the excitement, the palpitations. Absolutely. This is, I think, a record. I'm not. I've, I've tried to get that confirmed, but I haven't had that done yet. But it's certainly a record in the UK this year. There are no other places in the country which have as many elections as Bedford, and you can almost feel the uh, sense of anticipation on the street. Uh, I, I mean, in seriousness, this is going to be 
one of those places which perhaps has a real significant outcome on the whole election. You've talked already this morning about some of the really big issues uh, facing the uh, country, uh, immigration, uh, austerity as well. And, you know, in a place like Bedford, where there's only a majority of 1,300 people uh, for the Conservatives, this is an area where, you know, actually voting can make a difference. It could change who's going to be in charge. What, well, who's, and, what, who's, uh, what's kind of the, the pecking order uh, in Bedford? If the Tories are kind of there at the moment, what's, who's, who's coming up close behind? Well, at the last election in 2010, uh, the, the former MP, Patrick Hall, the Labour Party, uh, lost his seat by 1,300 to Richard Fuller from the Conservatives. Now, Patrick Hall's standing again. It's going to be the sixth time he's standing against Richard Fuller. Uh, well, not the sixth time he's standing against Richard Fuller, but the sixth time he's standing. And Richard Fuller's defending this seat. It is going to be close, and that's why we've seen uh, the Prime Minister come here in the last few weeks. We've seen Ed Balls come countless times. I understand Ed Miliband's coming next week as well. We'll see probably more Conservative uh, big hitters coming in the next week too. And they see this as a real pivotal seat. It's one of those marginal constituencies where uh, anything can happen. And and when we're talking about a a government in eight days' time which may only be decided by a handful of seats, that makes Bedford quite interesting. And as as you say, you know, there are other elections going on. We've got the Police and Crime Commissioner election, which of course is the first of its kind, the referendum on to raise council tax. We've got the mayoral election too, and that's going to be close. So uh, there is a sort of sense that things are changing. I've been out on the streets of Bedford to try and work out if people really understand the number of ballot papers that they're going to have to contend with on Thursday. Is that my cue to press play? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, no, yeah. I've just done it as it come in and got it back in the post. So in Bedford, there are five elections taking place on May the 7th. Does that just make you go a bit mad, having to think about all those different people to vote for? No. I do it for one and one only. Uh, no, it's, uh, I don't find that confusing. I think some of their policies are cause a confusion. There's a question of choice, not of numbers. Well, I think if you're used to using the ballot paper and are registered to vote, then you should not have too much problems, five minutes at the most, if you know who and what you want. But obviously, if you can't make your mind up or you're not used to the system, then yes, it will be a bit of a challenge for some people. Uh, Well, Paul, I've got to ask, are you at the foot of a volcano or something? Because if you are, I suggest you get out of there quickly. It sounds like it's about to erupt. Sorry, Ian, you dropped out. Thank you very much indeed. Paul Scoynes. (laughs) <laughs> Where is he? Thank you, Paul. Um, Paul, but very quick before you go, because and it is really, really noisy. There. It's, it's very noisy there, Paul. So I'm just going to keep you for a second. Uh, do, do, do people? Is it going to be confusing for people to vote, or will it be quite straightforward? Is he talking to me still? Yes. Okay. There we go. That's great. Thanks very much indeed. BBC Technology and um, BBC Presenters. Uh, Kerry's on the line. Morning, Kerry. Good morning. That was How fun, wasn't it? Well, that was as, as smooth as I was expecting it to be. As nearly as smooth as always Michael's are. <laughs> Michael's? Are Michael's smooth in your experience? <laughs> Michael's. Michael, Michael who? Row the boat ashore? Hallelujah? <laughs> I have to tell you who's bitter and disgusting. Oh, we, we weren't doing a who's a disgusting phone in, yeah, we were doing a bitter. But, yeah, but I think you might agree, it's John McCruick. Well, do you know what? I think John McCruick was bitter... And then when we had him on the show, I don't know. Do you know what? Let's go to Catherine Boyle. Catherine Boyle, jo- Kerry is suggesting John McCrook is bitter. He definitely was bitter. We had him on the show two weeks ago. Bitter or not bitter? No. Bitter or mild? Oh. 
Mild, proper mild. Bitter or mild. The next hour of the show, that's the phone in. Yeah. Bitter or mild. He was uh, mellowed, yeah. I think. Maybe I think he's been chastened. He was resigned, I think. Yeah. Well, he was sacked, maybe, but I think he was resigned as well. Maybe the boobies calmed him down. Yeah. I think that was a bit of an act, though, don't you? And maybe he just uh, gave in to the act a bit too much at the mm. end. Mm. Yeah, possibly. But um, can I just tell you something? Is it about how much you fancy Justin? Because if it is, I'm not that bothered. <laughs> well, no, I've got two things to say. Go on, I've got, then. An, I've got an apology to you first, because I've been feeling really guilty that I dissed your um, love of the monkeys. Yeah. So yeah. I have to I have to say I'm sorry. I was I was out of order. You were out of order, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And secondly, I just have to say last night I went out with my work and so I'm a bit fragile this morning and we went racing and it was a really good night. What do you mean you went so, racing? What well, how far did you run? <laughs> oh no, I don't run. No. Horse racing, we went to Toaster. Uh, no we didn't. Uh, yeah we did, yeah. We went You literally haven't got a clue what month it is, have you, Kim? <laughs> what month <laughs> well, is it, Kerry? <laughs> It's, oh, it's the first of May. Isn't Yay! It? Pinch, pinch punch, punch, first of the month and no return. A punch yeah. and a kick for being so quick. A poke in the a eye for being so shy. You smelt it, you dealt it. So there we go. Thank you very much indeed, Kerry. Thank you. I'm not quite sure what happened at the end of that conversation there. I think we entered her drunken I think madness. You got Have you got the Batman theme? Yeah. We won't do it now. Good, because I'm just putting it in. Okay, put it in. There's no one singing on Batman, it's horns. It's all's horns. We'll find out in the next ten minutes. We, we will find out, mate. And you say that as though um, 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 you're going to pwn me. It's an. I'm not a, saying it like anything. I'm saying an it with my mouth. It's an optical ear. It's an aural illusion. An aural illusion. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40, it's down to one lane at Junction 1A for the M25, which is causing delays from the Denham Roundabout and from Hillington Circus. On the M25, anti-clockwise, there are queues from Junction 26 for Mabby to 25 for Enfield. And the A10 southbound has delays from Turnford towards the M25, Junction 25 at Enfield. In Dunstable, on the High Street, that's looking slow around Church Street and West Street in both directions. And in Wheatley, on the A40, there's reports that it's been partially blocked at eastbound because of a broken-down car at the M40 spur. On the trains, Southern have 15-minute delays between Watford Junction and Ballon because of problems with the track and some trains. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, that's it, Sammy. That's what I'm talking about. Bitter or mild? <laughs> that's a great title. It doesn't really work, but it's a great title. Which celebrities are bitter? <laughs> oh, and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, three investigations into Bedford Immigration Centre. Miliband rejects any deal with the SNP and former Luton boxing champion jailed. BBC Three Counties Radio. Prison inspectors are carrying out three separate investigations at Yarlswood Detention Centre near Bedford, all launched in the space of just over a month. The most recent inquiry involves the suspension of a custody officer for allegedly using excessive force to disperse a protest. Serco, who run the centre, 
say they had intelligence the detainees were armed with cutlery. Usman Noor is the lawyer representing some of the detainees. They have the right to a peaceful protest. They sat in, they sang songs. Uh, there were other ways of getting through those ladies. They did not need to bring in uh, 40 riot officers with helmets and shields, and they did not need to hit them. The leaders of the three main Westminster parties have appeared in the last TV event before the election. David Cameron refused to spell out whether or not he planned to cut child benefit. Nick Clegg defended going into coalition with the Conservatives and Ed Miliband gave his most emphatic rejection yet of any agreement with the SNP. If it meant, if it meant we weren't going to be in government, not doing a coalition, not having a deal, then so be it. I'm not going to sacrifice the future of our country the unity of our country. I'm not going to give in to SNP demands around Trident, around the deficit or anything like that. A Milton Keynes head teacher says schools are becoming mini welfare states, providing support for children from deprived backgrounds. Tony Draper from Bletchley's Waterhall Primary School also heads the National Association of Head Teachers, which claims 84% of heads often provide food, clothes and washing facilities for some children. There are things that have happened in our school where um, families, due to no fault of their own, have, have been able to rely on us to feed and clothe their children when they've got into into difficulties and not being able to themselves. Nepal says it needs more helicopters to get supplies to people in remote areas affected by last Saturday's earthquake. It's urging foreign governments to help. The Red Cross says towns near the epicentre have suffered almost total devastation. A former world boxing champion from Luton is beginning seven years in prison for supplying drugs. Graham Earl was part of a gang of dealers operating in Hitchin and Letchworth. More from Barry Caffrey. Earl, who once held the WBU lightweight title and fought Amir Khan, had his last fight in 2014 when he came out of retirement. But the 36-year-old from Talbot Way in Luton was part of a six-strong gang which supplied cocaine and cannabis and sold it on the streets. The leader of the gang, Christopher Collins, from Paynes Park in Hitchin, was jailed for 12 years, while another boxer, 26-year-old Amador Rahman, from Jessup Road in Stevenage, was jailed for four years. In sport, Watford boss Slavisa Jokanovic has been named the Championship Manager of the Month for April following the Hornets' promotion to the Premier League. Milton Keynes Don's boss Carl Robinson is the League One Manager of the Month. The weather, a dry fine day with plenty of sunshine, maximum temperature 12 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Gosh. It's been a really busy show. I mean... Feisty. Not everyone agreeing on the taxes with what's being said, but 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 that's all part of it. Yarlswood, dirty kids, bitter or mild. Which celebrities are really bitter? So far, we've got Gloria Honeyford, um, Angela Rippon, Bruce Forsyth. Parkinson. Bit of celebrity, please. Terry Christian. Uh, 81333. Start your text 3CR. You can give us a call 08 459 555 Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC also, Three Counties Radio. And we'll do this in a bit. Um, um, uh, the Batman theme, it's not got people singing on it. It's horns. It's horns. We'll do that in a bit. I'm sure there was a Batman. No, it's a... Batman! 
That's so, a song horn. singing. Yeah, that's me singing. I'm oh, doing right. impression of a horn. I didn't listen or watch any of uh, Question Time last night because, you know what, I'm really bored of this flipping election. I heard some of it, they drifted off to sleep. I heard, um, like, a snatch of uh, the Cameron and I heard, like, two minutes of Milliband and two minutes of Clegg. Why were they all cracking gags? They were all cracking gags. The bit I heard of Miliband was going, well, um, you know, I'm not going to be like the other guy and uh, not uh, making jokes about and getting big laughs. Talking about camera. And then Clegg, the first question for Clegg was about tuition fees. He went, well, <laughs> well, that's a great start. <laughs> Thanks for making me feel so comfortable. Yeah. Uh, anyway. And so, lot, stop the gags. A lot of references to a darkened room as well. Oh. What? Go for it, boys. <laughs> The darkened room. Is that like a Fifty Shades of Grey reference? said, I wouldn't want to be in a darkened room with X. And then X said that mm. I wouldn't want to be a darkened room with you. And then the other one said, I probably quite, quite like it. Oh, blimey. Um, anyway. It'd be, I, I, I made it, the last it, one up, but uh, they probably would. And, and the, I mean, fair play. The best the male has got, I mean, the best, the, the, the thing that the male has focused on, obviously don't like Miliband, and I didn't see this, is a picture of him stumbling as he got off stage. Oh, oh guys, come on, what about the policies? What about you? What about the policies? Yeah. And, it, and it didn't look like a massive stumble either. Give us some texts, and then we'll we'll crack on with um, some texts. With uh, with uh, talking about this story, busy lots of stories this uh, morning. Adele thinks that Russell Brand is a bitter person. No, he's not nah. bitter. No, he's mild. He don't need to be, does he? No, he's mild. Uh, bitter people. Most football managers are very bitter. Mourinho and Wenger spring to mind, says Ben of Books. Mourinho's not bitter. I think he's just dry. Yeah, Mourinho's not he bitter. He knows he's cool. Yeah. He knows he's cool. Doesn't need to. Uh, I think you'll find the li- the uh, lyrics to He-Man, says Phil, are You ain't got the power to pick up a flower or flick off the zits from your nose. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was it takes him an hour to pick up a flower. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, you're you dissing know, He-Man. Because he's, you know... Are they going to... They should remake He-Man. They couldn't. What was He-Man's They couldn't. Power? They were... He's really strong. Really strong, but he... They had the power of Greyskull. Greystone, yeah. Greyskull. Greyskull. It was a sword, wasn't it? Magic sword, didn't it? And he knew Ram-Man. Ram-Man and Fisto. Wow. That was my nickname at school. I was very brave about it. Prison watchdogs are back at Yarlswood this morning as the detention centre is the focus of another round of damaging allegations. Let's just quickly look at the other uh, allegations. Of course, April the 20th, 33-year-old Pinnakin Patel collapsed and died at the centre's family unit. The death is being investigated and two Serco officers have been suspended um, after a Channel 4 programme exposed them using racist, sexist, abusive and degrading language. Well... The uh, uh, new incident uh, involves um, a, a protest. A custody officer has been suspended as part of the latest inquiry amid claims he used excessive force to break up a protest. Well, Heather Jones is coordinator for Yarlswood Befrienders. Uh, Heather, just for those people who maybe haven't heard you on the show before, Yarlswood Befriender, what is that? What do you do? Um, we're a group of local people who are concerned about what happens to people in Yarlswood. We visit um we cannot give any legal advice but sometimes there are things that we can suggest might help something that it would be worth talking to their solicitor about or some practical advice that we can give them um we find one of our volunteers who will visit them regularly so that they've got somebody to talk to how how regular is regularly how often do they go in every week every week okay um what what more do you know about these, these three investigations? They're all very, very serious situations, aren't they? Well, I certainly haven't spoken to anyone who was involved in the last incident directly. But when you have a lot of people who are locked up indefinitely for, 
what is administrative convenience, people are going to be upset where they feel there is a sense of injustice. There are going to be protests. Uh, let me play devil's advocate, Heather, and we've had a few texts this morning about this, and we, we, we generally get a few phone calls on this. Um, and this isn't necessarily where I'm coming from, but I, I just want to put this to you. Uh, th- these women, they come over here, we put them up, we feed them, we clothe them. Um, uh, when they get out, they're only going to sponge off the state. What more do they want? People who come here to ask for help need to be helped, not locked up. If I was locked up when I'd been asked to f- somebody for help... I wouldn't find that an acceptable way to be treated. Would you? But why Why should we help them, Heather? That's another question that comes up uh, regularly when we talk about Yarza. Why, why should we help them? You know, we've got, we've got a story this morning about kids going to school who, who haven't eaten and they've got dirty clothes. Why, why, should, why should we help these women? Because they need help. We are signed up to the um, Refugee Convention... What's the alternative? We just turn our backs? Yeah. I don't find that acceptable. Mm. There's been a lot of fuss recently about the people um, trying to cross the Mediterranean. People don't do that unless they're really desperate. If bodies were being washed up on the coast of Britain, would people find it acceptable that they were just left to drown? Heather, what do you think about the way Yarlswood is run? They, 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 I remember a long time ago, I don't know when it was, we had one of the, uh, the, the people in charge of Yarlswood came on and said, no, we're doing a great job and I'm happy to come on your show whenever you want and tell you that. Well, he, he, he moved on from his job about three weeks later. The, 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 it would appear there's not much, much consistency and um, it, you know, it's popping up in the news regularly for the wrong reasons. I don't think there are any right reasons for it popping up. Um, the management is changed regularly. I'm not quite sure why the reasons why that is done, but that's how Serco operated. Um, there is a lot of goodwill. There are a lot of good staff there. But the system is poor, a system that treats people very badly. What would you do differently, Heather? What needs to change, in your opinion? There needs to be a limit on detention. The detention in, parliamentary detention inquiry that was released earlier this year had some very strong recommendations. They were talking about um, making detention an absolutely last resort for a very short period of time, mm. and that people's cases should be dealt with while they are living in the community, where they have access to any forms of help that they might need, access to be able to present their cases properly. The problem with that, Heather, again, I'm playing devil's advocate, and I hope you don't mind me, you know, kind of challenging you like this. I know you can take it, you're an intelligent woman. The problem with that is if, if you have the people in the community, it would be easy for them, if they were dodgepots, to just kind of disappear, wouldn't it? It would. There isn't an enormous amount of evidence to show that people do routinely abscond. Um, it's what people are often accused of, or a reason giving for their detention in the first place that they might abscond. And these may have been people who have been regularly reporting for months, if not years. So to suddenly be told, oh, you might abscond, is another reason why people might feel rather aggrieved. Mm. But it's also extremely costly to keep people locked up. It's much cheaper to keep people in the community. 
Heather, uh, always good to talk to you. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Heather Jones, coordinator for Yarlswood Befrienders. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Lisa. Heather Mills. Very bitter woman. Very bitter. She was bitter before she got with... She was, she's always been bitter. Mm. I mean, fair play, she's been through, you know, some stuff. Um, but, but she was always bitter from before McCartney and became even bitterer. Yeah, we thought it was feist before, didn't no, we? No, it was bitterness. Although, do you know what? I kind of... I kind of quite like Heather Mills. I, I like, kind of quite like her. I like the fact that she don't care. Well, she don't care. And fair play. I mean... Um, um, I thought she seemed bitter. Who knows what happened in that marriage? You know, we, we'll, we'll never know. Well, she's told us quite a lot of what she says happened. I thought the way she was torn apart by the press afterwards... I mean, she kind of invited a, a, a bit of a backlash. But the way she was torn apart after that marriage fell apart was, yeah. was pretty horrible. I think, do you know what? I think a lot of bitterness that the British public had for Yoko Ono in 1968, they took out on Heather Mills. You think they exorcised yeah, their bitterness? I do. I genuinely do. Possibly. I think a lot of people as well were angry with McCartney for getting with her a year after Linda died. I know, but do you remember what he said? When you've loved someone that much, you kind of want that back in your when life. When you again. love someone that much, you want to go for a woman who's 30 years younger than you and a former lingerie and model. Have you seen the wedding pictures? No. I think the Mail published them like two weeks ago or something, and they <laughs> the whole wedding party there and the two daughters at the front stony-faced. <laughs> uh, I like... I, 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 do you know what, guys? I'm going to say it. I like Heather Mills. I also wouldn't mess with her. No, no. So if you're listening... Morning, Heather. No. Go, girl. Um, uh, who's the fellow who's bit... There's someone uh, bitter about our show today, isn't there? Oh, really? Who's, who's the fellow that's bitter about the show? Um... Dealey. <laughs> Where's Dealey? We've missed... We didn't have Dealey in the last hour. He's going to be on in a bit, don't you worry. Is, is, he, is he being let he's, down he's by busy. technology? He's busy with he's Morris dances. Mm, I bet he's loving that vibe. Leader in Leighton Buzzard reckons Michael Aspel. Oh, no. As no, Aspel is bitter. Is he? Yeah, I've seen him on this morning be very, very bitter, yeah. yeah. If, if, Phil is, if Phil is offering himself up as bitter... OK, go on. He says, as a member of Generation X, I'm bitter that I'll have to work forever to pay for the generation before me, a generation that subjected me to a childhood under the threat of nuclear war and sitting in the dark because of power cuts, to name a few Just bills. give me the first line and I'm going to do an obscure musical joke for about 15 people out there. Go on. As a member of Generation X... Stop! I'd be bitter if I'd been in a group and the lead singer had gone off to America and become Billy Idol and left me in the lurch. I'd be bitter if I'd been in a group with Billy Idol, had a small hit, then he'd gone off to the States, become one of the biggest rock stars for about 20 minutes in the 1980s and left me on my Jackson. Oh. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M40 northbound because it's down to one lane through junction 1A for the M25, which is causing queues all the way from RAF Northolt on the A40 through the Denham roundabout towards the M25. On the M25 itself, anti-clockwise, it's busy between junction 26 for Waltham Abbey to 25 for Enfield because of an accident in the Homestale Tunnel earlier. And in Brickett Wood on the North Orbital Road, that's looking slow at the M25 junction 21A roundabout. In Boreham Wood, the A1 is slow southbound from Stirling Corner towards Mill Hill Circus. And it's busy and unstable on the high street in both directions, approaching West Street and Church Street. On the trains, though, the delays between Watford Junction and Ballam have cleared up now. Uh, the trains are all in the right place again after the problems with the track and the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. All right, Sammy, if you love travel so much, why don't you marry it? 
That's impossible. Oh, yeah. A man had sex with um, a post box recently. If you love something uh, enough, you can make it work. <laughs> Made myself laugh. 8.16, it's Friday the 1st of May. I'm in, Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Prison inspectors are carrying out three separate investigations at Yarlswood Detention Centre near Bedford, all launched in the space of just over a month. A Milton Keynes head teacher says schools are having to feed, wash and clothe children from poor families. And former world boxing champion from Luton, Graham Earl, has been jailed for seven years for his role in a drugs gang. BBC Three Counties Radio. Baby smooth. Yes, you are, aren't as smooth you? Smooth as a baby's bum. How do I know that? I compared last night. Really? I've had a shave. The beard's gone. Dealey's a one-man beard club it now. It has gone. Yeah. I quite liked the beard. I thought it made you look butch. Thank you. Well, hang on. But I look, I look butch now. I look baby face. You look younger now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I know I enjoyed the beard. The beard will come back. I just got a bit bored of it. Oh. I got it gets a bit, a bit itchy, doesn't it? No, it wasn't itchy. I enjoyed... I was doing this a minute ago and I'd forgotten my moustache had gone because the moustache was overhanging. I could... Couldn't suck could it. Suck it. Yeah, I could suck. Could you suck food out of it and things like that? It did get messy, and I would wake up with with I would sleep on my left side, and I'd wake up with drool, kind of a really oh, drooly beard, going a bit crusty, a little bit crusty. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. But I would wash it every three or four days, and it would sort it would sort the problem out. Right. Not a problem at all. <laughs> but it's gone. <laughs> You've grown a beard because I can see from your stubble you would grow a. There are, there are no gaps that your face. No, is, I can grow a good beard. Yeah. Uh, the the slight problem, and I say this without wishing to cause any offence to our. Flesh, Flame-haired listeners, <laughs> yeah. but the bottom half of my face is bright ginger. Yeah, yeah. The top half's top, not not that much off. The the uh, well, the top half is just the other side. It's kind of like a blonde with a. Go on, say what well, you, you would, say. No, you would generously, very generously call it in a half light with your eyes squinted, strawberry blonde. But I mean that, you're, mate, you're a ginger. What? And that's fine, and that's fine. I'm not one of these people that's oh, anti-ginger. No, no he's, I think he's on the the tawnier side of blonde, I'd say. I'd he's say not, because he's quite mousy, really. Yeah, he's, he's not tawny blonde. or mousy. He's not he's neither an owl nor a rodent. He's ginger, and that's fine. Embrace the, the it, The bottom brother. half of my face is bright ginger. And I did, many years ago, I tried to... Do you remember when goatee beards were in? Yeah, yeah. I grew a goatee beard. Did you really? And, uh... I bet I, you look like your evil twin brother. I look like Robin Cook. You... <laughs> I nearly asked an inappropriate question, which I'm not going to, but I just wondered, you know... <laughs> just wondering what the colouring is elsewhere. Hey, listen! <laughs> I held off. You can show me for A hotel for £13 a night? I know. I would, Marrakesh. I would expect the manager to be taking swings at me in a hotel that cheap. Mm. It sounds awful. This is the uh, consumer case Such we were talking about yesterday. Such a good story yesterday. yesterday. The man so, who went to Marrakesh, missed his flight. I've got no sympathy for this guy. Really? He missed his... Oh, mate, he missed his flight. Yes, admittedly, I got there as the gate was closing, but there was plenty of time to get on. That's not how it works, mate. There's always plenty of time between the gate closing and uh, takeoff. That's not how it works. You missed the flight. Tough. Next. But the hotel was awful. But when we clarified with the uh, booking agent yesterday how much the hotel had cost, I think the entire accommodation cost was £69 for two people. <laughs> for two people for like four or five four, nights. Four nights, yeah. That's incredible. 
Yeah. But I don't know, maybe Marrakesh is... Because I wouldn't want to go to Marrakesh because apparently they chain monkeys up in the streets and things like oh, that. Oh, can you buy them? Can what? you hire them for Monkeys the week? chained up in the streets. Can you dress them up as bellboys and butlers and get them to serve you drinks? I mean, they have their nails ripped out, of course. They don't want to scra- get scratched to catch rabies. But I don't know whether it's the one of those cheap countries, you know, where you can buy a pint of beer for a 10p. £13. I got, I'll be honest, I, I really thought you were going to tell him to jog on yesterday, that fella, because he sounded very ungrateful. Very ungrateful. You were very... Because well, you're normally quite cold with, with your... Um, uh, sorry, callers. hang on a minute. What? If, if someone is swinging the lead on yeah. your consumer hour... Yeah. You're normally very cold. But, uh, well... And you, I, you, you're straight. You're straight with them. I, and I didn't think you were straight with this guy. I was really disappointed in you, mate. Well, we haven't yet s- sought clarification on this price because there's still a question mark over whether really it could yeah. be as low as £13 a night. So I think we'll get clarification. And then you'll be short with him. We'll get clarification and then we'll take it from there, Ian. Is it on today? You doing that one today? Do I don't know. know. Okay, it's, uh, it may be on. I, honestly, and this is, I, I hope you take this it, genuinely. The consumer hour is one of my highlights of the week of radio listening. I love it. I know, and I do I, love I, it. I'm very flattered you like and it. I do, and I do sometimes. I'll have a little. I'll listen to three or four of them on a Sunday as I'm doing some some stuff around the house. And I do love it. If 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 someone is a chancer, you you, you basically tell them to jog on. I, I do. Love it, yeah, I do. But you know, this man, they'd had a tough year. They and this they had this, a tough year. They had was, a tough yeah, year. A tough and year. That, this holiday was was uh, was yeah. a treat for them. Yeah, he so missed, he missed the flight. Yeah. What's on your show this morning? Coming up on this morning's big phone in from nine. Would you like our next government to limit child benefit? Last night in the big BBC leaders debate, David Cameron said he has no plans to cut child benefit. He was forced to clarify his position after the Liberal Democrats claimed the Conservatives planned eight billion pounds worth of child benefit cuts three years ago. Mr Cameron told the live audience he'd rejected the idea back then and he rejects it today. He did, however, confirm a Conservative government would make a further £12 billion worth of cuts to the welfare bill. And speaking after him on the programme, Ed Miliband argued Mr Cameron had not gone far enough to promise he would never cut child benefit. Mm. Well, from nine this morning, I'd like your response to this. Would you like our next government to limit child benefit? Your call on 08459 455 555 from nine. I've only heard a bit of it. And what I've hated about these, all the interviews and all the, the talking and all the forums in this election... Last night they were doing gags and I thought I, I didn't get that. But there was, they would do the real thing of... Um, so ask me a question. Ask me a question about my policies. Uh, are you going to increase income tax? And sorry, what was your name? Paul. Paul, I'm so glad you asked me that question, Paul, because the important thing is, Paul, that, and they think that, that by mentioning your name all the time that we're going to think, hey... He's, he's really cool and just one of cool us. He's such a cool guy, yeah. when obviously someone who's being paid 250 quid an hour has sat down and said, right, get their name and say their name as many times as yeah. you can. It's, hor- it's so stage-managed, it's horrible. But, th- but that's politics, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know... I mean, what would you rather have? I'd like them to swear. Do you know what I'd like? I would would you mean... like? I mean, would you like Ed Miliband, for example, to have said, um, whatever your name was, whoever you are in the audience? Um, no, we're not going to. I, mean... <laughs> I, I would. I, I would like him to go. Do you know what? That was a stupid question, and you're just having a pop, right? The Tories and the Lib Dems—they have completely. 
<laughs> effed everything up, and, da- and and then David Cameron comes out and goes, you know that Ed Miliband, he's a right twit. Wouldn't it be great? I feel really frightened here, City. Or, or, you know, or, or um, um, uh, Clegg comes out and says, the other two are a couple of shoo them away from where... You- it'd be great, wouldn't it? This is a fun game to play with you. No, it's not. I don't like this game. Wouldn't it be great, though, if they, sw- if they swore they spoke the language? No. That, that you no, be- no, because I think that would all be terribly naff. Oh... Well, it would, because yeah. you'd know they were doing it to sound, you know, if cool. It was in fo- yeah, if it was if it was fo- If it wasn't a natural, yes. If it wasn't a natural F-bomb or something like that. Yeah. Mm. Some politicians have foul mouths on them. Don't they, Josh? Mm. You, sorry, we've been talking so long. You should remind people of your question. I've been talking for ages. I've got a guest in everything. I know, sorry. Uh, would you like our next government to limit child benefit? I'll take your calls from nine. BBC introducing. On Bank Holiday Monday, BBC introducing celebrates some of our biggest success stories. In Budapest, my, my hidden treasure chest. George Ezra. Jack Garrett. Rhodes. James Bay. All started out right here as unsigned local musicians. BBC Three Counties, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of, their arms are wide open and their ears are open to, to new music. Hear their stories from backroom gigs to headline shows. Bank Holiday Monday from 6 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll discuss... We'll discuss what's happening on the Bank Holiday Monday uh, after half past. Uh, But before that, let's crack on with this story. A teaching union says schools are having to take on extra roles of feeding, washing and clothing children. The National Association of Head Teachers says the help is going to pupils from poor families. Sumi Rabinda Kumar is from the single parent charity Gingerbread. Morning, Sumi. Morning. What's your take on this research? Well, I mean, I think we know that parents do all they can to put their kids first, but what these figures show, sadly, too often, that's just not possible anymore. Um, We know that working-age families with children have been among the hardest hit by tax and benefit changes, particularly single parents, and they're struggling to make up the difference between those losses and rising prices of household essentials, as well as stagnant wages and increased low-paid and insecure work. Well, more people are in work at the moment, though, aren't they? So so surely you would have thought that that, that, that would have would have had a knock-on effect and kids would have been fed and clothed better. That's right, more people are in work, but what we've also seen is an increased risk of in-work poverty, and it's showing that a job just isn't enough. So we hear time and again parents are taking on second, even third jobs, coping in every way they can, cutting back on what they're spending, cutting out spending entirely in some cases for things like skipping meals and so on. But there's a point at which they just can't do any more and many parents are finding they've got nowhere else to turn to. It's always been tough though, hasn't it, Sumi? Always. I remember in the 70s we didn't have um, uh, anything to rub together uh, in terms of money. Uh, and, um, uh, yeah, I got I had clean clothes to school every day. I got fed. Do, pe- do people not know how to budget anymore? No, I don't think that's that's the case. I think um, when, particularly when you're on a low income, you absolutely know what you've got to spend down to your pounds and pence. Um, what's happened is that that safety net has been um, has been taken away. And what we see, particularly in this case, is firstly that emergency support is no longer being delivered in a very sustainable, consistent way. The schemes to deliver emergency support have been localised. Many people aren't being able to access the help they need in a crisis as they could before. And secondly, there's a bigger picture issue. We've seen the reason for benefits is to deal with things like low pay, high housing and childcare costs that have been rising significantly in recent years. 
cuts to that support just make it even harder to manage without providing a real solution. And what we need is for politicians to take note, to see that families are really being pushed to breaking point and deliver long-term solutions that actually look at low pay, that look at fair financial support for those in work, including childcare costs, and proper support to help people back to work. And that's really how to help parents back on their feet and provide for their families. But, the, the, I mean, the, the, the Coalition would argue that there is proper support for people to get back to work. It, 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 we said earlier that there is, it's the lowest uh, unemployment rating for, for quite some years. Um, but the, but we are better off, aren't we? Well, I think what we're, we're finding is that those on the lowest incomes are really struggling. We've seen a rise in low-paid work. We've seen a rise in insecure work. We've seen issues like zero-hour contracts come up recently. It's only a small so, percentage of people with zero-hour contracts, isn't it? It is a small percentage of people, but it's still a critical mass of people. And there's lots of people who are in sort of part-time work and being stuck in part-time work when they want to work longer hours. We're seeing a job market that isn't delivering um, the right jobs, sustainable jobs for everyone. And what there's a risk of, um, of happening is for families who are struggling, who are most vulnerable, of simply being left behind. And that's why we need a strategy that actually delivers an e- economic recovery for all by addressing these long-term problems like long, uh, low pay and high housing and childcare costs. Sumi, it's good to talk to you. Thank you for your time this morning. Sumi Rabinda Kumar is from the single parent charity Gingerbread. 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M40 northbound approaching the M25 because of an accident there that's closed two lanes and the delays are reaching the RAF Northup roundabout, the A40, and going through the Denham roundabout. In Derrance Cross on the A40 Oxford Road, there are queues between Amersham Road and Windsor Road. And also in Telford St Giles, Bowstridge Road is still closed in both directions between the High Street and Narcot Lane because of a building fire. In Thames on the Aylesbury Road, that's looking really slow between Thames Road and Kingsley Road. And also in How Houghton Regis on Houghton Road. It's looking really busy into town around Bedford Square. On the trains, Chiltern Railway are reporting possible delays through Dorridge because of a signalling problem. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Oh, Marion, the the king. Marion and Hemel has texted in, the king of bitter celebrities. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you his bitterness himself, Mr Bill Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Prison inspectors are carrying out three separate investigations at Yarlswood Detention Centre near Bedford, all launched in the space of just over a month. The leaders of the three main Westminster parties have set out the terms for any possible coalitions in the event of a hung parliament. A Milton Keynes head teacher says schools are having to feed, wash and clothe children from poor families. And former world boxing champion from Luton, Graham Earl, has been jailed for seven years for his role in a drugs gang. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford boss Slavisa Kanovic has been named the Championship Manager of the Month for April following the Hornets' promotion to the Premier League. Milton Keynes Don's boss Carl Robinson is the League One Manager of the Month. Watford will clinch the Championship title if they beat Sheffield Wednesday at Vicarage Road tomorrow lunchtime. Here's Captain Troy Deeney. It's all about now just going out and putting on a show for the home supporters who have been fantastic for us all season. So in front of your home fans with the opportunity to win the league you couldn't have asked for a better scenario and everyone will have their families there and their friends and it'll be 
it'll be great. Honestly, it'll be great. In League Two tomorrow, Gareth Ainsworth's Wickham must win at Northampton to have any chance of securing automatic promotion. There is a fairy tale still that could be written, you know. I'm, I'm being a bit greedy, asking for two in two years. But, um, you know, if we do our part in Northampton, you never know what's going to happen uh, elsewhere. So, you know, it's something that I, I still do believe. Luton hosts Stevenage with Stevenage already in the playoffs and John Stills Luton needing a mathematical miracle to overtake Plymouth. It's not impossible. I wouldn't know what the odds are, but they're sort of stacked against it. As a manager, and that I have to believe that things can happen. We broke the record uh, in the playoffs. We won 6-0 against a, a, a Morecambe side that was higher in the playoffs than we were. And Milton Keynes Dons host Yeovil on Sunday as they look to overtake Preston for automatic promotion from League One. In cricket, England have an injury doubt over all-rounder Ben Stokes ahead of the third test against the West Indies, which starts in Barbados this afternoon. A rematch between Hatfield boxer Billy Joe Saunders and Chris Eubank Jr. has moved a step closer. Both have pulled out of their scheduled fights next weekend. There are discussions about a rematch. And in Speedway's Premier League last night, Rye House lost 47-43 at Redcar. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's so much we've not talked about. The birthday card, the ghost, Paul McCartney, um, the royal baby, the rude email, the charity shop. I mean, this afternoon's show is going to be a corker. There was a sea lion. Yeah, there's what? all of that stuff. What's the birthday card? Well, well, the birthday card. Well, no, I'll do it. Because I don't understand this. Right, where's the sun? It's up there, there we sky. Go. Um, um, the birthday card doesn't make sense, right? I've listened to this, Justin. Sorry, boss, I'm just uh, erecting my mast. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing funny about that. It's what he has to do. Get a signal. Have a great day. Yeah. A card that plays happy birthday until the batteries die has been invented in Utah, US. Uh, well, duh, that, is like, that, that was invented in 1983. We thought it was novel then, didn't we? Then it was annoying. It does, it, oh, they do make my boys laugh. They love them. But that's been around mean, forever. You open it once and it plays until the batteries die. Yeah. Or it opens every time until the ba- it plays every time you open it. it well, I, I guess it must mean it opens, you open it and that's it, it plays. Forever, but I mean, well, you could just keep a card open. I don't understand. Where's the invention? It's weird. Do you get it, Anna? Oh, I don't get it, Ian. No. Do you like those cards? Do you, yeah, what what they... kind of birthday cards do you like, Anna? Do you like um, filthy ones? Do you like old-fashioned ones that got like a picture of a duck holding a, an umbrella, or do you like the musical ones with um, it's some it's Bobby Davro going, uh, uh, "My name's Cliff Richard, and I want to wish you a happy birthday." I used to like them, but I do like the filthy ones. Oh, do you? <laughs> you like the mucky ones? But I have to hide them. Yeah, I know what you. <laughs> I, 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 that is nothing. My um, mission on my mum's birthday is to either make her cry, which is pretty easy, because she's quite an emotional woman, <laughs> but not by punching her, Kelly, for crying out loud, by giving her an emotional card. My mum is the only person that reads the poetry held within the card. Yeah, mine does. And it too. makes her cry. See, if you just get a card that says on the front, you're the best mum in the world, and you open it up, it says, um, ever since I've known you, you've made me feel so nice, uh, I, I really do adore you, I'll kiss you once or twice, and she bursts into tears. So beautiful! Yeah, she just put your best. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. So it's either that or it's to uh, make her face go red with um, um, uh, the p- the pictures of willies. Oh. Not yes, by punching yeah. her, Kelly. 
Uh, I know you've not called in about um, pictures of willies. No. Pictures of willies <laughs> made my life I so need, wonderful. I, need three boys. I don't need any more. No. Go, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, you what have you called in about? So you called in for something serious. Me, this, that gingerbread lady, bless her, she just made me really angry. That was the lady, uh, Sumi Rabinda Kumar, um, who's talking about um, how some kids at schools have, uh, they, they go in and they've not been fed or they've got dirty clothes on and stuff. Why did she annoy you? Because it's ridiculous. We've all got sinks. We've all got, you know, I, I fed my family just over £2.50 last night. £1.50 packet of mints and 50p spaghetti. Beautiful. Hey, when, when are we coming round? You know, well, like my, we didn't run out of milk this morning, so my son, I said to my son, oh, there's a tin of rice pudding, do you fancy that? Oh. You went to school on rice pudding. Oh, yeah. I'm not in poverty. I have a, I have a tumble dryer, I have a washing machine, I run a car. I'm not poor. Don't, you know, please don't tell me I'm poor. I don't, I don't have spare money. But there, there, there are people, but, Anna, who've got less than you. They can't even afford a tin of rice pudding. Well, I mean... I, I do feel sorry for people, but, you know, it, you just have to learn how to cook and how to make meals. Do you far. think it's entirely then, down to people uh, ha- having lost home management skills? Definitely. You, of course I would go without food every time to feed my children. I wouldn't... If my washing machine breaks down, I'd just wash their clothes by hand. Oh, yeah, I, 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 hate, with dirty clothes. I hate washing by hand. They always feel a bit funny after you've washed them with hand, don't they? They feel a but bit sheeny. It just makes me so cross that we're supposed to just sit there and go, oh, please help me, government. Give me some more money, government. It's, it's just... You've got to learn but if, but if people, if people haven't got if, if people haven't got jobs, or they are on, and it is a small percentage, but if they are on a, a contract, a zero-hour contract, and they don't know how much they're going to earn each month, for example, it then becomes very, very difficult to budget. Doesn't it? Of course, and it does. It keeps you up at night. It gives you cold sweats. You, you know, you feel terrible. You feel it is a burden. But you know, we live in this fantastic country that gives us everything we need. We just have to give a little bit back, and you know, we can all be happy. We don't have to oh, keep complaining. We can all be happy. Gosh, you know, it sounds like Nirvana. If I really haven't got enough money, I'll sell my tumble dryer. Anna, listen, yeah. it's good to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Let's, there we go. That's a resourceful woman. Um, bitter celebrities. Jack Lemon. <laughs> got an email. Go on. We've got the King of Bitterness, Bill Oddie. The Archduke of Bitterness, says Aidan. Griff Rhys-Jones. I, I don't know if he's bitter. I think it's... Do you know who strikes me as bitter? And I yeah. may be wrong. Yeah. But just Tony Robinson. Well, no, he's just tired. He's, he's weary. He's got a 30-year-old girlfriend and he's 68. He's shattered. <laughs> wow. Do you know what I mean, Just? I know exactly what you he mean. I know what you mean. He is... Well, I mean, he's got to... Uh, it's hard to keep up with them. Wink, wink, say no more. Mm, I mean, he's in a field all day long digging and then when he gets home, obviously he's in demand <laughs> again. He's, he's a busy lad. He's, he's always rooting around in a hole, that fella. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, OK. Wogan to host new show at 76. Yes. This is where it started. Old people, old uh, people on television and, 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 and bitterness. And we are not saying that Wogan is bitter. No, Wogan, no. Wogan is the opposite of bitter. He's mild. Very mild. So mild. Wogan is, uh, is one of the most unbitter person, people ever. He's mild, though. He's so mild. I love Wogan. Oh, I'm Wogan. Mellow. I'm Teddy Wogan and a good McDougs. <laughs> He's starting a new... <laughs> what was that? I'm Teddy Wogan and a... Coming up, coming up, we're going to be playing a little song there, but before that, I want to tell you a little email. I didn't oh. realise he was Asian. <laughs> 
Uncanny Mimic. You are an uncanny You wait. Mimic. When this election is over, uh, between now and uh, next Friday, I am going to be working on my Ed Miller band. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please, would you welcome to the stage the Ed Miller band? <laughs> um, uh, that's my joke. That's, people have done that joke before, have they? Yeah. OK. A bit. Um, well, I'm going to be I'm going to I'm going to be doing an excellent Ed Miller band impression. I reckon I can pick I can do it in a week. Just we've both been practicing, haven't we? Yeah, yours sounds like uh, Brian Walden. Well, Brian just... Walden, welcome to uh, Sunday politics. Let's, let's not let's not tell them. I would uh, book a band called the Ed Miller Band for introducing. Because I'm a picker and I'm, I'm a joker and I'm a backstreet poker. Oh. I'm making love in the afternoon. Oh, baby, now. Boring guitar solo. <laughs> I hate that song. It's such a boring, boring 70s. Aren't we cool? We're better than you because we're rock stars, because we're Americans, okay. and because we smoke we smoke a little bit of pot. But your we're lyrics, better than you. Your lyrics made it sound more exciting. Because I'm a player, and I'm a seer, and I'm a total mayor. Playing my guitar far too long. Boring. Anyway, Terry Wogan, is he told to be on the TV just? You've taken mm. it to the streets. I have, but uh, a very special oh. perspective today. Of course, yeah. recently we've had perspectives from uh, Germany, from Albania, uh, from the Ivory Coast. Yeah. Today, our perspective has come from Morris Dancers. Oh. Happy May Day to everybody. Um, for, for decades now, Morris Dancers have been coming to Amptill Park at 5.30 in the morning, and they dance as the sun rises. So, I've been to meet the Morris Dancers to get their views on Terry Wogan. Is he too old? A man in his mid-70s presenting a TV programme? Here's what those guys had to say. As we can hear with the music in the background, it's May, it's May. What's your name, sir? I'm Barry. Barry. It's a Morris Dancer's perspective. Go on, shake your bells for me. Beautiful stuff. Terry Wogan, is he too old? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Undoubtedly, yes. Well, you're very sure there. Well, he's older than I am, so he must be very old. <laughs> Do you not find him entertaining still? Or? Not particularly, no. But I never have done. Oh, right. <laughs> so he's well and truly past it. I think so, yes, totally. Oh, that's a very harsh Morris Dancer's perspective, but we'll take it. Thank you. That's all right, you will. Andrew, nice bells. Terry Wogan. Terry is, he, Wogan. is he too old? Not at all. No, you're never too old to do anything. No. Really a man in his mid-70s presenting a, a TV programme, that, that would still do it for you? Absolutely. Yeah, Terry Wogan, 100, I'd still listen to him. <laughs> OK. Uh, very clear message. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Nathan, wow, they are very big bells. They're the biggest bells I've seen so far. Thank you. I like my big bells. Yeah, they're very, very nice. Um, so, uh, Terry Wogan, is he too old? Never too old. Never. I love Terry Wogan, and I believe he should come back to Eurovision with Graham Norton. <laughs> come on. Both of them getting drunk together would be great. You seriously miss him on Eurovision? I do. Watch it. Every year, Graham's great, but not Terry. So if Terry Wogan got a new TV show, you would definitely 100% watch it. You'd back him all the way, all the way. Okay. Give us, a, give us a jingle jangle. Go on. Beautiful. Thank you very much. All right, Jill, can you shake your bells for me? Jill, why are you um, why are you hanging around outside the men's toilet? <laughs> Well, it's a bit whiffy. It's not very <laughs> conducive to breakfast. Okay, here here comes somebody with their breakfast. Um, can I ask you, um, Terry Wogan, uh, he's got a new TV show. He's in his 70s. Quite simply, is he too old? I just feel that he's been there and done it. Don't feel guilty for saying that? No. Enjoy your breakfast. <laughs>
What breakfast were they having, Just? Fry up. Oh. Do you know what? The queue was so long. They go to Amptill Park, then they go to the uh, the Queen's Head in Amptill. Oh, yeah. Um, and people were in there from 7 o'clock. On one side, it was Morris Dancers. On the other side, it was the locals. A tradition, as they said to me, they start drinking from 7 o'clock in oh, the morning, and it's heck. an all-dayer. Oh, god. But the breakfast was a full fry up, but the queue was too long. Oh, man alive. And, uh, these Morris Dancers. Uh, you're not on tomorrow, are you? No, I've been dropped again. And do you know what? This... This really hurts. This really hurts, being a Luton Town fan. Yep, um, yep. Yeah, my show's been dropped for Watford's promotion party tomorrow. Oh, I mate. Know, I, know. I, I would take the hint if I... That's like two two uh, weeks in the last month you've been dropped. Uh, yeah, the last two weeks, yeah. Uh, you're not uh, You're not on a Monday, are you? No, not on Monday either. Oh, Monday, well, Monday's a great line-up. Mm-hmm. Me and Catherine, yeah. six till nine, mm-hmm. then some other stuff, Yeah. and then Kelly Betts is on. Oh, it's, not it's nice. Though. Thanks. Now's your chance to sell yourself, Kelly. I'm on from six. Not like that! Oh. Oh, should I do this back up? Yes, thank you. Uh, <gasps> I'm on from six. At talk- night. At night. Talking about the success stories from the three counties that have done well. Short programme. Music. Oh, oh no! Justin, don't be bitter. No, bitter. Bitter, yeah. Justin. Yeah. Just because you've been taken, just because you've been pulled off. Yeah, yeah. And they've, they've slotted Kelly in. That's no. Don't go no. all oddy on us. No, don't do an oddy, mate. Be a great programme. No. Kelly always does a great show. Oh. Thanks, Justin. It's all right, no worries. Six o'clock, yes, Monday night. Yes, please. And how long does it go on for? An hour. That's great. It could it could be weeks. There's so much talent, but unfortunately wow. they're only going to give me an hour. Who's in it? Ben Fogel? Sure. Um, ben Shepherd? Yep. All the Bens? Yep. Lovely. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Delays on the M40 northbound all the way from the RAF North Holt towards the M25 because of an accident earlier that there's just one lane closed there now and the entry slip road from the M25 clockwise but it's still looking really slow. On the M25 as well clockwise it's busy just before junction 16 for the M40 and in Watford on Lower High Street that's looking very busy around the bushy arches. In Chesham the A10 slow southbound from the New River Trading Estate towards the M25 junction 25 for Enfield. In Gerrards Cross the A40 Oxford Road is is busy westbound between Amersham Road and Windsor Road, not helped by those problems on the M40. And in Dunstable on the High Street North, that's looking very busy around Church Street and West Street. On the trains, there's no reports of any delays at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Samantha? Uh, yes. It's all kind of fun little squirrel today. Sorry? What it's was all that? kind of fun little squirrel today. He's looking for squirrels? It's all kind of fun little squirrel today. Um. Is all kind of fun little squirrel today? Answer the question, Samantha. Is it? I can't tell what you're saying. Is all kind of fun little squirrel today? Can I find him a squirrel today? Answer the question, Sammy. Stop fudging. Is all kind of fun little squirrel today? Yeah, I'll find a squirrel. Is it okay for a little squirrel to die? And you say yes. Is that what he's saying? You make me want to puke. That Sammy Bruff is cold, isn't she? She's so cold. 8.47, Friday the 1st of um, May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The leaders of the three main Westminster parties have set out the terms for any possible coalitions in the event of a hung parliament. Prison inspectors are carrying out three separate investigations at Yarlswood Detention Centre near Bedford, all launched in the space of just over a month. And a Milton Keynes head teacher says schools are having to feed, wash and clothe children from poor families. The last 13 minutes of the show, 08459 555. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Hello, very good morning to you. Today's going to be a cooler but a cloudier day than we saw yesterday. There will be some spells of quite hazy sunshine at times. Top temperatures this afternoon up to around 12 or 13 Celsius, 55 in Fahrenheit. A bit of an easterly breeze going on as well. So, yes, there will be some cloud, quite a lot of it high cloud, just making that sunshine quite hazy. Come and go at times, really. So staying dry for the rest of the day today. Dry too overnight. Lows of around 3 or 4 degrees. So quite a chilly night to come again. And then into the bank holiday weekend. Well, there's something for everybody. It's going to stay dry for much of the day tomorrow. It will be quite cloudy and it will be quite breezy. It will also be quite cool, 12 or 13 Celsius again, the high. Um, as we head into later on on Saturday afternoon, we've got rain spreading in from the southwest. So um, through Saturday evening, Saturday night and early on Sunday morning too, there'll be plenty of rainfall. Outbreaks of rain continuing, but then a nice dry slot on the day, in during the day, sorry, on Sunday. So we'll see the middle part of the day dry and temperatures will slowly rise feeling quite mild actually on Sunday afternoon 15 or 16 Celsius and then as we head into Monday there'll be some spells of sunshine watch out for a few showers too yes but uh, the sun will come out at times and it'll feel quite nice and pleasant in the sunshine because of the milder air 16 or 17 degrees Celsius that's the forecast thank you very much oh election postcodes you say the general election on the BBC. We're bringing you the news as it happens, wherever you happen to be. Just enter your postcode on the BBC News website and you'll see all the details of your constituency and the latest news from where you live. We're helping you understand the policies and key issues and what they mean to you. Election 2015 on the BBC. Making it clear. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. Right, BBC got to do this. Three Counties Radio. Got to do this. Patricia. Good morning, Patricia. Good morning, Ian. You know the Batman theme? Yes. What are the words to it? Well, sadly, I could only agree with what Catherine no. was singing earlier. No, no. There, there is nobody singing the word Batman in there. It's an aural illusion. Shall we listen to it? Okay. What you? I'm going to give you the horn, uh, Patricia. Yes. Um, it's not. It's the horn, and it's not the words. Have a listen. Here we go. You singing along? Coming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's fine. <laughs> no, no one's singing yet, are they? Wondering about what lyrics you sang earlier. No one there, it's a horn. No one there, it's a horn. No one there, it's a horn. I lost my son today, I agree with you. You work with your son there? No, he he has a a room full of guitars and instruments. I'll ask him later. Anyhow, how long? Whoa, hang on, how long is that going to take? Because I've only got eight (laughs) minutes left. Not today. Hang on. Horns, horns, horns. No one's singing. It's just the horn, Patricia. Okay, I know how clever you are in the music world. I'm very clever in the music world. You're absolutely right, Patricia. As you flattered me so much, I'm going to let you make your point. What did you call in for, my dear? Is it your birthday today? You keep talking about birthday cards that have spoke um... about it once. No, it's not my birthday today. Well, there must be someone who is. So I want you to listen to this and then tell me afterwards who is singing. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Happy birthday to you Just because it's your birthday 
Oh, well, Daniel. Have a great day now. You I have a great day now. Well, it's, it's Daniel O'Donnell. It is Daniel O'Donnell. Daniel O'Donnell getting the words wrong to the birthday song. Well, he's allowed to because he's so nice. No, if he was so nice, Patricia, mm. he would have recorded cards with uh, every lady's name in the world. Well, possibly, but... He should have done that. He's not that nice, is he? He's just after the bucks, Patricia. He just no. wants the dollar. He, the he Euro, sorry. A fabulous singer. The last time I saw him, he was prancing across the stage in the Royal Albert Hall, <laughs> singing the rivers of Babylon. By the rivers of Babylon, Babylon. <laughs> where we lay down. I'm getting both accents there in the same voice. That's pretty good. Why, do you really like Daniel O'Donnell? He's a bit limp, isn't he, Patricia? A bit uh, fey. I like a sad song, and he does sing some sad songs. Mm, I like sad songs. I like a good cry at a good sad song. <sighs> Maybe we'll do a sad song special one day. We'll just bring in Nick Drake and stuff like that and really make we, everyone on a we'll down. We'll do a duet. What would you like to duet on, Patricia? <laughs> um, I like... Oh, gosh, Oh, sorry. shut up, Daniel! <laughs> He's such a performer. You can't keep him quiet, can you? I like wise men say only fools rush in. That's a nice word. Go on, then. Let you, let's do it. OK. Wise men say only fools rush in, but I can't help falling in love with you. Having embarrassed myself, yes, I'm going to put the phone down. Thank you, Patricia. You're delightful. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. And she did put the phone down. She did put the phone down. What a lovely singer. Wasn't what thank she you. Is. Oh. You're right, Trev. Yeah, not too bad. I'm just looking for a paper bag. Hey, don't be so rude about Patricia, mate. She's not a professional. Oh, what about you, not her. She can sing, but you can't. Okay. <laughs> you dirty old man. You dirty old man. Right, Trevor. Yes. What what you got for us? Wogan. You're on our Wogan, weren't you? Yes. What's wrong with Wogan? He's a lovely man. He's a cuddly man. I like Wogan. I'm pro Wogan. I'm pro Wogan. I'm glad I'm so am I. So am I. I thought he was anti Wogan. I no. apologise. I'm Progan. I'm uh, Progan is, uh, is yeah. Wogan is wonderful. I think he's still I'm, got it. But Forsyth, course, yeah. I'm anti Forsyth. I'm definitely no, anti Forsyth. I, I never ever liked him. I ain't never liked him. He's too false. <laughs> Harold, Harold, come and give me a scrub in the bath, Harold. No, you're a dirty old man. Are you going out with that bit from the market tonight, Harold? Yes. Are you going to bring her back home so I can have a look at her, Harold? No, because you're a dirty old man. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Trevor. emailed in. Bank holiday without Justin on the airwaves is like Ant without deck. Shame on you, 3CR. Shame on you. 
come on. He's just uh, been given a break. He, that guy is the most productive gentleman I've ever met in my life, mm-hmm. and he just needs to... Uh, he it, gives and gives. Yeah, it, it, we're going to let him go fallow for a couple of days. Yeah. That's all. It's like a field. We just crop rotations. What you got? Uh, I've got to apologise to you, then, for the Batman thing, because obviously I was wrong. Well, you were wrong. There's no, there's, there's no one singing. No, it's it's obvious, all horn. Obvious now. You played it to me then. It's, it's horn all the way through. No singing. Gosh, it's, don't you really play tricks? But why, why are you saying it in that voice when actually you know I'm right? Why, yeah. All right, we'll have a listen again. Hang on a second. I'm not saying it in a voice. Right, there is no voice on this. It's all hot. It's an optical illusion. And what was Patricia singing? It sounded very rude. Here we go. Right? This is what happens when we don't have any calls. We, we, we do the same bit twice. Yeah, that's fine. If they laugh, do it again. Right, here we go. Here we go. No voices. That's horns. Is that someone going... Kapow. Kapow, I thought it was going. Wham. Here we go. No voices. Just a trumpet. Maybe two. And a trombone. And a cornet. It's no one singing. Gosh. It's an illusion. Why are you why are you saying that voice? It's like you're about to pwn me. You can't, mate, because it right. I'm not pwning anyone. I'm, this is me being humble. Click that last... Because you hear it really clearly on that last one. Yeah. That is no one... There are no syllables for crying out loud. No. There are no syllables. So I'm going to apologise to you now and I apologise to the listener. I was so sure of myself and yet again I've come a cropper. Go on. Sorry. But are you doing, why are you doing it in that voice? It's the only voice I've got. But, but, but do it, are you seriously accepting that I'm right? Yeah. But then why are you doing it in the sarcastic voice? It's the only voice I've got. Sometimes, mate. You really do get on my... Um, oh, I, nearly sw- I, nearly, I didn't swear. I nearly used um, um, inappropriate uh, body language. OK, so everyone else can fill in the blank or blanks. <laughs> blanks. <laughs> Have we got any texts? Yeah. Go on. Um, well, um... John Humphreys has been suggested by Lee from Bozat. Oh, very bitter. Yeah, but that's his act, isn't it? No, I've met him. He's a bitter man. See? Yeah, I met him after I'd uh, wiped the floor on Celebrity Mastermind. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on Mastermind, don't matter. Um, but, uh, yeah, very, very bitter. Hang on one second. There's no, there's no, no voices. No voices. Yeah, that's OK. You're bitter. Go on. No, that's all I had to say. I'm really sorry. Okay, well then that's that apology is accepted. I'll see you on Monday morning at six. Yeah, Kelly, I'll be listening to you Monday afternoon. I'm here Monday at six as well. With us? Mm. What? I'm in here. Doing what? Work. Oh, blimey! But then you're doing six in the evening. Yeah. That is absolutely nuts. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There is severe delays on the M40 northbound all the way from RAF Northall approaching the M25 because of an accident earlier which caused the road to be closed. All the lanes have reopened except for the entry slip road which is still closed. On the M25 clockwise there are delays as a result of that around junction 16 for the M40 and in Watford on the lower high street that's looking very busy around the bushy arches. Um, it's also slow in Gerrard's Cross on the A43 
40 Oxford Road as a result of the problems on the M40 between Windsor Road and Red Hill. And in Wing in Leighton Road, that's looking very busy on the speed sensors from the Wing roundabout towards Well Lane through the roadworks. There's no reports of any delays on the trains at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. That's it, guys. That's your lot from us this week. Catherine and I and Kelly will be back on Monday. The podcast will go up very, very shortly. Missed Everjoy? Oh, then download the podcast, dear listener. You'll want some of that. Be on iTunes and the 3CR website very, very soon. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Molly. Catherine, we really need to have a chat. Till Monday at 6 from us. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, would you like our next government to limit child benefit? Last night, in the big BBC leaders' debate, David Cameron said he has no plans to cut child benefit. He was forced to clarify his position after the Liberal Democrats claimed the Conservatives planned £8 billion worth of child benefit cuts three years ago. Mr Cameron told the live audience he'd rejected the idea back then and he rejects it again today. He did, however, confirm a Conservative government would make a further £12 billion worth of cuts to the welfare bill. And speaking after him on the programme, Ed Miliband argued Mr Cameron hadn't gone far enough to promise he would never cut child benefit. Well, this morning I want to hear your thoughts. Would you like our next government to limit child benefit? Call me on 08459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News. At one minute past nine, here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, party leaders set out coalition terms, three investigations at Bedford Immigration Centre and Milton Keynes' head says schools are clothing, washing and feeding children. BBC Three Counties Radio. The leaders of the three main Westminster parties have set out the terms for any possible coalitions in the event of a hung parliament. David Cameron said an EU referendum would be a red-line issue in any talks. Nick Clegg admitted the Liberal Democrats had paid a price for going into government with the Conservatives and Ed Miliband ruled out any deal with the SNP. The SNP leader, Nicola Sturgeon, responded in a later BBC debate. I heard Ed Miliband and he sounded awfully like he was saying, and I hope I'm wrong about this, that he would rather see David Cameron and the Conservatives back in government than actually work with the SNP. Now, if he means that, then I don't think people in Scotland will ever forgive Labour for allowing the Conservatives to get back into office. Prison inspectors are carrying out three separate investigations at Yarlswood Detention Centre near Bedford, all launched in the space of just over a